This episode of the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers is brought to you by the generosity of our backers on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash esotericrp to find out how you can become a backer too. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with all the latest news, and join our Discord community to chat with players and fellow listeners. The Esoteric Order broadcasts from Santa Fe, New Mexico. We recognize these episodes are produced on the traditional territory of the Tewa-speaking Pueblo peoples, and we acknowledge their community, their ancestors, their elders, both past and present, and future generations. War ein Maskulinum und ein Femininum hatten beide sich so gern. Sprach das Maskulinum zu dem Femininum, ich vertrau dir etwas ganz entern. Du bist Femininum, doch sehr Maskulinum, ich bin Maskulinum, doch sehr Femininum. So ein Maskulinum und ein Femininum, die sind heutzutage streng modern. Darum, liebes Femininum, sei mein Maskulinum, ich dein Femininum und dann. Was uns beiden fehlte, was uns beide quälte, ist vorbei. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers present Mask of Desire, a Call of Cthulhu one-on-one scenario by Iris Kamenieska and Lynn Hardy, with David Larkins as the Keeper of Arcane Lore. Und ein Maskulinum bleibt ein Maskulinum mit den Männern steht in Reih und Glied. Und das maskuline, starke Femininum schenkt dem femininen, schwachen Maskulinum etwas Schwaches, starkes Maskufeminines, einen kleinen Hermaphrodit. Ja, ja, ein neutrales Neutrum, ein fatales Neutrum, ein totales Neutrum. Oh Gott, dieses Maskulinum macht das Femininum nut, nut, nut. Hallo. Hi. Hi. So, we're recording. Yes, we are. Okay. And? And? I think everything's working. I think everything's going. We had a little bit of a technical glitch on our first two tries, because <laughs> it's been five months. Right, it's been a while since, since we sat down person. at the game table yes. in person. Yes. Not online, not on Zoom. No. Face-to-face. Yeah. Even though we live together. Yeah. Because we've just well, been doing online games. True, so but, we've I mean. made some time to do this. We have. Yeah. Yeah, we have made the time, and I, I think that, I mean, it's not like we don't ever play together face-to-face all the time. Like No, no, it's just been a little while. It has been a while, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean right. So what are we playing? So today we're playing Call of Cthulhu. Oh. An old favorite of yours. Well, yeah. Going so, way back. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember the first time you ran it for me, and um, the timing was pretty bad, but I was up for it, and... Um, <laughs> My grandmother had just passed away, and you decided to run an adventure that had... Um, the possibility of the dead rising from the grave. I didn't think about it when I was picking out the scenario. Right. It was definitely an oversight on my part. Yeah. But uh, somehow you... I persevered. You persevered. And I thought, oh, I'll, I will continue to play games. But that wasn't the first game we played together. We played some other game during the summer. Yes. Um, that was a group game, Yeah, though. it was a group game, yeah. and... You also were like not happy about no, no the way it turned out. That was, that was a whole other. But thing. I still thought it was fun. Yes, because you didn't know any better. Well, <laughs> it was just it was just fun to kind of create some characters and kind of walk down a road with them. Like that's pretty much all we did. 
Yeah, I, I believe there were some uh, there was some scaling of, of a cliff to get some uh, eagle eggs. Yeah, but yeah, that was about it. Yeah, that's pretty much all that happened. It's very strange. Um, and a lot of GM harassment, if I must, if I may yeah. say so. Yeah, and that still has. I mean, it carries through to today. Um, <laughs> because we have done gaming with the, we have we had a group or we have a group. Yeah. Um, that's a terror order of role players where we played a bunch of different types of games, and mm-hmm. I've played in those games with you. Yes. And then we have our own. So you've got a group of people who would not harass you needlessly. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Know. Yeah. But I still harass you a fair amount. Yeah. Generally. It was all in good fun. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, but this isn't the first time we've, like, played one-on-one. We usually oh, play no. one-on-one a lot. A lot. Um, yeah. Pendragon. We played Pendragon initially, and I played, like, a really flimsy knight who died within seconds of walking into the forest. A noodly knight, I believe, is yes. what, how you described him. Yeah. And then... <laughs> <laughs> but then we regrouped, and then we played a whole Pendragon. Yes. Um, with yes. multiple characters from my initial characters, original characters' family. Just did, did the whole dynasty. Yep. So epic, which was great. So one whole Pendragon under our belts. Mm-hmm. And we played Cthulhu, not really one-on-one so much. Not a whole lot. it doesn't really lot. lend itself to, like... I mean, I don't think it always lends itself. I, I think we can, I think any game can be customized to tailor mm, it to mm, one-on-one gameplay. Mm, yeah. And that should be done more, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we don't always play it all the time. We don't. And, and in fact, you're saying that, and it's making me, it's giving me some, some pause to think because, uh, you know, we tried some one-on-one Cthulhu games back in the older edition, 6th edition, mm. and they didn't go too well. I'm curious to see how this is going to run because with 7th edition, you're actually going to have more options for, like, situations where you might miss a clue or Mm -hmm. miss a crucial role because that was always the problem. It's like with a one-on-one Cthulhu game, it's like if you miss an important clue or something, it's like, you know, like... (laughs) I think I tried to run something Cthulhu-y for you before. Yeah, a long time ago. And then you guessed it immediately. (laughs) And I... Right. Instantly gave up. I yeah. pretty much rage quit because yeah. you were like, "It's blah," and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm totally screwed. I've never run anything before." Yeah, you were you were a baby GM at the time. I had no. I was like an embryonic GM. I wasn't even. <laughs> now I feel like I'm a baby GM, but no, no, no I, you're, you're, I'm a toddler at least. No, you're, no, no, you're no, an no. experienced GM. No, I'm not. Yes, no, you are. I don't think so. But um, yeah, that was a good opportunity to talk about. Like rolling with the punches, though, because afterwards I sort of pointed out ways you could have. You're like, you know, well, even if I guess it right, doesn't it doesn't mean, you, mean doesn't mean the game stops. Like you can just yeah, keep going. Yeah. It's, like, oh. it's like who's going to believe me now that I figured this out? You know, that's the next problem. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, um, we're running Mask of Desire, which okay. is specifically written for one-on-one game, and it's from the recent Does Love Forgive two scenario pack, the, okay. the twofer pack um, mm-hmm. from Chaosium. Mm-hmm. Uh, full disclosure, I work for Chaosium, for those of you who have never listened to our podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But um, there is some ni- there is some good advice uh, oh. in the intro about like running Cthulhu one-on-one. Yeah, so I think there should be more of one-on-one gameplay. Like, And one of the other mm. one-on-one games we play is Vampire, but mm. we've had to like tailor it and customize yeah. it. You have. Yeah. Um, and then when I run it for you... You know, it's the same kind of like trying to stack it in a way that is suitable for one-on-one play, which I think is really, I think it's really helpful. Like, not helpful. Um, <laughs> I think one-on-one play it can yield mm. more deeper stories depending on who's running it for each other. 
Yeah. Like, who's running it? Um, yeah. I mean, that to me, that's it's less of a system thing, and it's more of, like, you just need the right pair of people. Right. You need a player who's going to be proactive and not going to sit there. Right. And then you also need to be able to play off of each other. You need to be able to volley. Yeah, I don't think that's the only piece. I do think it's a system thing, actually. Oh, I, think I, system, I agree. I mean, I think there's yeah. a lot of finagling that you have to do. Yeah. Um, and I think if games had, you know, something that would allow folks to be like, oh, I can tailor this in this way. Mm. Like, if it's a one-player situation, you know, modify, make these modifications. Yeah. Just really quick. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, it's not, like, super elaborate. And it might feel better, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. My main thing with one-on-one in terms of system is I just don't worry about balance with, with player characters. It's like, if the character is, like, quote-unquote overpowered, who cares? That actually makes them more survivable. I'm not I, talking about the character problem. Yeah. I don't think the player character is the problem. I think mm. it's the system. I think mm. you have to figure out the world and how, you know, it, it, it calls upon you as a GM to actually <laughs> really take your character, your player characters into consideration. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, here's their strengths, here are their weaknesses. I'm going to pull on these a little bit, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, push back on these just a little bit, you know, just so that it can create a more dynamic game. I totally agree. Because that way, you know, you're kind of like, you might have a more intellectual player character, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to create a bunch of different intellectual um, activities, um, yeah. exercises, challenges, yeah. you know, that they can do. Not going to kind of tone down the physical stuff. Yeah. So I think there's ways of doing it. But you're saying that this game actually has tips on how to do that. Uh, yeah, this little scenario pack. Mm-hmm. For one thing, the optional luck spending rule uh, is, you know, recommended to be used at all times. So we will be doing luck spending. Okay. I believe you remember how that works. Uh, we barely. Can, we so can we'll go over yeah, it. I might sound really. S- That's fine. The <laughs> other, the other thing that the that it recommends is that you create the character specifically for the scenario, okay. rather than just dropping a character rando that makes sense. character in. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready, we can get yeah, into it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, um, as the author of Berlin, the Wicked City, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, any award-winning Berlin, the Wicked, Wicked City. Um, <laughs> It's true. It just won an award. It did. It's a major award. Um, (laughs) I will be moving the location of this scenario to Berlin. Oh, I see. Uh, It actually moves pretty smoothly. I just had to change a few names and place place names and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's your mindset. You can make a character who is resident in Berlin, and we'll talk about options with that. The first thing you should know is that your character, whomever they may be, is going to be living with two other people who are you have a some kind of a relationship with, okay. and that's up to you to decide what kind of relationship you have. You could be old friends, one of them could be a sibling, and the other person's the friend of your sibling, or whatever, right? So it's whatever you want to do, okay. however you want to approach it. But here are the two people, and if you don't mind reading that into the record. Oh, okay. Oh, two people. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, who are these two people? These are the two people you're living with. Oh, so... These are the people you are... Oh, I thought you said I could create who they are. No, no, you're creating who you are, but it's... In the it's context of them. In the context of them, exactly. Okay, so Anna Conrad. One of the things you love most about Anna is her wonderful singing voice. She knows much about music theory, art... Oh, music theory, art, and philosophy. And she'll happily bend your ear about these topics for hours at a time. Not that you mind, because you know it's a sign that she's comfortable around you. It's a completely different matter with strangers. With other people, 
Anna is hesitant, shy, and a little awkward. Sometimes this means she overcompensates and tries too hard to appear relaxed and witty, when deep down you know she's struggling. If she could overcome this and her stage fright, you have no doubt she could be a big star. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, um, Lucas, is it Raider? Raider, yeah. Lucas Raider has hired an agent, a woman called Amelia Weber, to look after Anna's professional interests. You hope Anna will be able to help her realize her dreams of becoming a professional singer. Weber's managed to line up an audition for tomorrow night with the famous jazz violinist and orchestra leader Ephraim Schachmeister. Mm-hmm. But before the audition, you have a party at Madame de Tissons to attend. Another one of Weber's ideas is to get Anna face, Anna's face and voice known by the local artistic community. Okay. Uh, Lucas Rader. For all his family family's wealth, you feel kind of a little... You feel a little... Oh, my goodness. You feel a little sorry for Lucas. <laughs> his life was planned out for him since the day he was born. All the best schools, all the best clubs and societies. Frederick William University then joining his father's law firm, regardless of what he wanted. It's a real shame because while he might make a good lawyer one day, you know he'd be much happier if he could be an artist, a pursuit that you feel would better suit his sensitive and superstitious temperament. He's a good artist, too, especially his charcoal sketches. If only he could have a little more faith in his own abilities, you're sure he could make a go of it. Lucas has managed to put off joining his father's law firm for the moment, largely by concentrating on helping Anna achieve her own dreams. But he can't postpone the inevitable forever. Hmm. And then Anna and Lucas. You, Anna, and Lucas. Oh, man. You're going to have to help me with this. <laughs> okay, I, I put that in there as a little, a little uh, you know, cruel practical little joke. F-U? Okay. <laughs> little F-U. Little right. F-U. Yeah. You, Anna, and Lucas share a second floor flat, courtesy of Lucas's father, off of... Tauenzinstrasse. You know from the house, the three of you, you know, sheesh, I can't read today. You know from the hours, the Mm. three of you have spent talking, I think it's the font. Mm. Um, You know from the hours, the three of you have spent talking, and from his determination to help Anna succeed in her career, that Lucas is very fond of Anna, but you can't quite figure out in what way. Is he trying to live out his dreams through her, or is there more to it? Whatever his thoughts on the matter are, you know Anna sees him only as a good and trusted friend. Okay. All right, so that those are the two people I live with. Mm-hmm. A, sh- a second floor flat, courtesy of Lucas's father, off of... Tauenschienstrasse. Tauenschienstrasse. And we've talked for hours, and Lucas is just obsessed with Anna's career. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's really focused on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um... But I know that Anna doesn't... Like he just does, he jumps at any chance to spend time with her and to like talk with her about yeah. things. And but whether it's because whether it's, it's an avoidance, or, yeah, or okay. an avoidance tactic or something. Okay. Okay. All right. So okay. I have to figure out who I am in the context of these two people. Yeah, and just in general. Um, All right. So here's here's your city map. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is so cool. <laughs> Um, so, uh, just for reference, um, if you locate the park that's right in the middle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, do you see the little the little um, mm-hmm, do you see the little blue number nine that's south of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's more or less where you are. Okay. Okay. 
And it's it's like a fashionable district. Um, it says Kadi. That's uh it's a famous department store still there. Oh. Um so we're near that department store. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. Um so yeah, it's it's just it's like a fashionable uh shopping district mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay. You know. Um yeah, you're south of the the Tiergarten, which is the sort of the major park in the in the city. Right. The zoo is there. Okay. Uh, let's see, to your uh to your west mm-hmm. um, is, uh, you know, it, it gets a little bit more more down at the heel um, around Nullendorf Platz, but there's a lot of, like, theaters there, a lot of, like, kind of, um, um, <laughs> you know, experimental or um, left-wing theaters. Okay. Um, and also the El Dorado Club is there, mm-hmm. which is the most well-known drag club in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see, north of you, or kind of northwest of you, or uh, Charlottenburg, which is a lot of cafes, bars, other nightlife, plus okay. uh, the Russian emigre community lives mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, south of you is Schoenberg, which is... Uh, right. Um, a large uh, sort of upper upper middle class Jewish community mm-hmm. lives there. Albert Einstein has an apartment there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that kind of situates you. Okay. I think. All right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, up to you whether you want to do a native of Berlin or a visitor, an outsider, you know. Um, yeah, I don't really know. You know, occupation. I don't really know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually have a pretty strong idea of mm-hmm. what I want to play, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty. Um, yeah, I haven't been thinking in this way in a while, so. Yeah, I know we're super it's rusty. It's hard to feel. It's hard to feel creative right now. Mm-hmm. Um, for me at least. Let's see. Like, I would know Anna's talented. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, and uh, I should say the only other real suggestion is that you'd be kind of in the same age range as them, and, yeah. and they're in their early 20s. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> yeah, I could, I could do that. Um, let's see here. Well, what professions are there? Hmm. Glad you asked. Well, so are you thinking of a, of a German character? I mean, just for ease, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Being an outsider might be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. So, um, yeah, of course, obviously, um, an immigrant or an expat mm-hmm. is always appropriate. Just as a reminder, Berlin is the third largest city in the world at this time, so there's a lot of people coming in from all over. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of French emigres living in the city at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, let's see. I mean, oh, let me just <laughs> let you know here in terms of character creation, um, what do they say? Mm, credit rating is not unduly important. You're currently living, uh, 
uh, in a flat owned by Lucas's father, so you're expected to contribute only what you can afford. Okay. Um, social skills are important. Right. Listen, psychology, spot hidden stealth are all yeah, good. Yeah, that's the usual yeah. suspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I mean, there has to be some kind of reason why I'm being supported in this way. Mm-hmm. There has to be something charming about me that... Mm. <laughs> makes it worth their while for having me around. You know what I mean? <laughs> can't just be like on my own merit. All right, let me let me uh, let me <laughs> read you is, um, let me read you a little list of occupations particularly well suited okay. for evoking the special flavor of campaign centering on Berlin. Okay, actor, artist, mm-hmm. author, bartender, book dealer, criminal, particularly con man, fence, forger, street punk, and thug, cult leader, <laughs> <laughs> dilettante, driver. Uh, especially taxi driver, elected official, entertainer, foreign correspondent, journalist, musician, occultist, parapsychologist, photographer and photojournalist, police detective or officer, prostitute, psychiatrist, union activist, and zealot. Any of those jump out at you? Well, I mean, I think that, like... I mean, so Anna's like a frustrated musician, like yeah. entertainer, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's struggling with that. Yeah. Lucas is kind of a dilettante. Yeah, I mean, he's trained as a lawyer, but he's, he's really an, an artist. artist, and yeah. And so, but he has the money to kind of live. Yeah. Without having to really worry about it. Yeah, lot. he's a multi-classed artist lawyer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and Anna's just a singer, but she's not really. I mean, what is? I don't know what she does to support herself. So. Right. I guess I feel like I could do, um, I think I'll do a male character. Okay. Um, so I can, I, I have an eye for art, so I can, I know Anna's a good singer and I know that Lucas is, is good at his That's sketches. True. That's true. So there's something about that that I, I understand. Right. <clears throat> which is part of like who I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, is this this is a pretty bohemian group? Yeah, definitely. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I think um, I think I would like to play a drag queen. Cool. Um, so that would be like an entertainer. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and I think I have some success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and I'm also pretty, you know, I'm pretty amusing mm-hmm. in general. And so I think <laughs> that in terms of meeting Anna, I think mm. maybe she was at one of my shows. Sure. And um, and so she would just she just like felt like she knew me, mm-hmm. like one of those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. And um, so you're uh, you're Anna's friend. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, and so she introduced you to Lucas. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about Lucas? Um, I think. Um, Let me describe him to you. Yeah. What does he look like? Um. <laughs> what, what's their app? You know, etc. Well, I just that is, uh, a, that is a big part of and the appeal of someone. Yes. I mean, I think. <laughs> I think games need to acknowledge that, like, yeah, yeah. like there's all these other things, and someone might not be attractive to you, but they're attractive to somebody else. Somebody you know else, I mean? yeah. <laughs> so there might be st- different little undercurrents. Yep. 
Um, so app sixty five on okay. a mechanical That's level. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, yeah, so he always uh, dresses elegantly. Okay. Um, he uh, usually wears a black suit. Okay. Um, his <laughs> hair. Like his lawyer stuff. Yeah. Like well, his... it's like black, black, like black oh. jacket, black shirt, black tie. Oh wow. Right? Okay. Maybe offset with a white carnation on the lapel. You know, okay. maybe pinstriped. You know. Okay. Uh, he wears his hair unfashionably long, so it's kind of a mop, a mop top. Okay. But because um, most people are just like slicking back their hair. Like, well, right? yeah, or or it's very like short. It's very short. You know, this shaved. is this is this is. I mean, it's 1932, so this oh, is like yeah. we're shaved. high and tight. You know, high and tight. Yeah. yeah, shaved and slicked back. Yeah, yeah, and and he doesn't always get a shave either, so he'll he'll let his. So he's very like hippie like. He's like, bohemian. Almost bohemian, yeah. but like from the 1890s, like. Yeah, like the original bohemians. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Although this is Germany, so you know, you know, can't, can't go too crazy. <laughs> but he just he just grows his hair out. Yeah, it's care. it's just a little longer. A little just a, longer. Just a little bit, you know, just a little. But wild. any amount of deviation from like yes. this, the pomade and the shiny and shaved, yeah, yeah, is surprising. Yeah. to see it is. Yeah, it's more Victorian. It is. Like yeah, fluffy. Exactly. Um, he also and, and has also facial hair. You yes. Okay. Um, which he uses oh. to offset his because his his clothing is always impeccable. Right. It's like tailored, love it, perfect. You know, nice. um, and he has passionately glowing eyes. What color are they? Well, um, if they're if they're glowing, I'd say they're probably like a gold, like a brown, a hazel, oh. golden hazel color. Why you doesn't know? Anna like him? Uh, hard to say. Uh, I think I know why. <laughs> 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 All right, so um, okay. So how do you feel about him? I definitely have a crush on him. Okay. Like, I definitely have a crush on him, and uh, I think, hmm, it's only a matter of time. I just have to figure out the right situation, mm, you know, mm, mm. to pounce. Okay. Um, and it's not in, like, a predatory way, but it's just like, yeah. you know, if you like somebody, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I could set you're, this up. You're looking for your opening kind of thing. <laughs> in more ways than one. In more ways than one. So I think that, like, I think that, you know, there's just kind of like, hmm. Yeah. Like, where can I, how can I, because I genuinely like him. Like, okay. and I feel, and I do feel sorry for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, because. Yeah, he's he, he's shared his sorrows with you over many a drink. Yes, you many, know? many times. Yeah. And so I know what he's dealing with. Yeah. Although my circumstances, like, I, my family is not really part of my life. Mm. Um, I kind of moved. Like from, are you from Berlin or are you from out? No, you're from, from the country. From the country. Yeah. And so I, I came to Berlin because I just I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't hack it. Yeah. In, in that in that place. Yeah. And um, and I definitely write home and I will send money home. Yeah. But I don't really share anything about my life. Okay. With them. All right. Um, and so for him to have family that's like so engaged and like want to force him to do something, I definitely feel sad about that. Like, yeah, it's know. upsetting. Yeah, because he's really good. Like his art yeah. is really good. He yeah. does these charcoal sketches. Yeah, he does all these sketches of Anna. Well, yes, <laughs> and others. Um, he's also he also has like kind of a um, what we would call like a woo woo bent. Like he does card he readings. Said he's superstitious. Oh, I'm all yeah, into that. Yeah, yeah no astrology. I mean, absolutely. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think he's probably like an Aquarius um, sun. With a, what? Go on, go on. He his the sun was in Aquarius. Uh huh. Moon. He probably has a moon in Leo. Mm. He has that kind of liony mm. attractiveness. Yes, definitely. And um, and creativity. Sure. In his sure. secret, like 
inner heart of hearts. He's an artist. Yes. Um, but the the the, the um, structure of his um, outfit to me is um, would be uh, probably. Uh, probably Libra Rising. So Libra Rising, so he has like this balance and structure of like the wild hair, but then the really put together suit. Mm -hmm. And then Aquarius Sun, which is just, don't get me started on Aquariuses, and then Moon and Leo. So we've talked about this. Yeah. Because my character, (laughs) so my character is definitely Gemini, Sun and Gemini. Oh, yeah. Moon is in, um, Cancer, so there's a really sensitive side to me, mm. um, and it's kind of like this access to my feminine side. Mm. Um, and then uh, Capricorn rising because I'm ambitious and I'm wanting to go out and do stuff by myself. Like I'm, I'm ultimately like I'm seeking my own identity in the world. So cool. Yeah. Hmm. Just wondering if anyone's ever written a game using astrology as the mechanics you for like character creation. You totally should. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you totally could. You could so, make so Anna. Okay, so yeah. yeah. So Anna, <laughs> now do Anna. <laughs> do Anna. Do Anna. Yeah. So Anna, I think again. So the reason why. So I think she's. Um, Let's see. I think her son is in Pisces, so Ooh. she can. She's very sensitive. Jesus, what? Too many water signs in one house, man. No, Moon and Cancer. So Gemini, two air signs. Okay. Oh, okay. Aquarius and oh, right, Gemini right, right. are air signs, right. and then um, Anna is a water sign, so she's Pisces. Okay. So she's very like flowy and everything, mm-hmm. and kind of a little bit more. That's what makes her kind of like, mm, like yeah, not yeah. really committed, yeah, or strong, yeah. But she has... Um, she looks it, too. She's very willowy. Yeah. You know, very her moon, thin. Yeah, her moon is in Taurus, which is, again, her voice and her mm. ability to sing and be creative and, and that kind of thing. And then I would say Leo rising because there's an element of her that wants to be, like, the star, mm. but the Pisces influence isn't really... You know, it's kind of weighing that down. Mm. Um, but her moon in Taurus is kind of keeping her solid, mm. you know, grounded. So... Mm. That's how I view it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Good. Yeah. Cool. And also her cluelessness about, unless she's a lesbian or if she's bisexual, just straight up not attracted to Lucas. Yeah. Right. Not her type. It's not, maybe she's like asexual and doesn't. Maybe that too. Yeah. Yeah. And she just like was committed to her art and doesn't want to deviate from that. Yeah. So anyway, that was just a little breakdown. I like it. That's good (laughs) stuff. It took me on a journey. (laughs) (laughs) So, so for your character. Yeah. Um, the Gemini thing's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's a, twins, that's a duality. Yeah, you're right? saying there's a duality mm-hmm. there. So, in terms of being a drag queen, in terms of being yeah. a drag artist, mm-hmm. what attracted you to that? Like, how did you get into that? Um, okay, so I think once I got to Berlin, I was like, what? Like, there's a lot <laughs> of stuff happening here, and there's feelings arising in me that I didn't realize I had. Um, <laughs> feelings arising And I may have man. known a little yeah. bit, but mm-hmm. then the first time I was like, you know, I kind of fell into a group of, of people who are, like, again, like, a, just an artistic group of people. And I think maybe, um, yeah, uh, just an artistic group. And so it's like we would go to all these different clubs and just check out all the different clubs. And I was just kind of, like, working probably, like, as a server. Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Working clubs, yeah. Um, what did I say my rising was? <laughs> I don't oh, Cappy, Cappy. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, sorry, just getting all down here. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what? That's good. Um, um, wait, what was... This is right here. 
Oh, you're writing everybody's down? I was just kind of, just for my reference points. Oh, okay. Wait, just let me... <laughs> It'll come back. Bear with me. Bear, <laughs> Bear with This is very important. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not important, but it just kind of... And I don't do... I mean, I do this... I pay attention to the birthdays of all my characters, as you know. I do know that. Um, and... Um, I had no idea it went so deep. Always. Um, well, this is the first time I've kind of broken it down in that way. Mm. So, uh, okay, I bet the listeners remember what the rising sign of the sky is. They're all shouting at it. They're them. like, it's blah. And they're like, why are they talking about astrology right now? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, like, they're actually taking it seriously. Um, okay. Fools. Fools. So, I think I was dragged to my first drag show. Ha ha. Uh-huh. And I saw it and I was like, yeah. That's. I, I'm going to do that. Mm. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, for because in some ways my weakness, which is, like, I came from this big family. Oh, okay. And I was kind of always renty. I was yeah. kind of like the smaller yeah. kind of um, kid. Yeah. And I was made fun of all the time, mm-hmm. like, for being tiny and not really super strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have stamina. Like, I can, I can go the whole day and work the whole day, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, super beefy. Mm-hmm. I'm not super tall. I'm kind of slight. Yeah. And so people would make fun of that, you know. And so I was like, oh, my weakness. Because, like, basically I think I was more keyed into, like, the female impersonators, like, the ones that really mm-hmm. would take the, the, the fantasy, yeah. right, yeah. into this other level where I'm like, oh. I think I could do that. Right, right. Like, in looking at them and seeing that, so I was thinking, what? <laughs> I have a policy of never lifting anything over 20 pounds. <laughs> what was that, bro? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> anyway. And I think, I, yeah, but I mean, being a server, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. well, so, I mean, if you're working in a bar, though, just working behind the bar. Yeah, just you bartending. Know, just bartending, bar. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so I, so I think once I saw that, I yeah. don't even have my name yet, but yeah, yeah. once I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, that I can do that. I could do that." And so then I started acquiring things. Mm. So I would go to like little. They, they had like secondhand shops and stuff, right? Oh, sure. Like, yeah. So then I started to procure like, mm. like I started to procure items, like mm. a little, like mm. a little stole here or there, like a hat, mm. um, gloves, mm-hmm. you know, different things, shoes, you know. And I was starting to put together like my wardrobe, mm-hmm. and so then eventually. I was like, I'm going to, I had enough items that they all went together. Mm. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go out like this. So mm. then I started to get cosmetics and mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, different things. And, um, and my hair, um, was not, my hair is definitely longer, but I definitely put stuff in it to, to comb it back. Mm. So even if it's like a shorter, if it's a longer, let's say it's to my chin, mm-hmm. it still looks like a. It could be look like a bob if I put my hair like a flapper okay, kind of right, thing, right? Right, right, So I was like, well, I don't need a wig or anything because I would see all these elaborate, you know, mm-hmm. I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so I think I went out in public, you know, just to kind of see mm-hmm. if I could pass or yeah, yeah. do that. And I did yeah. successfully. Yeah. And other times were not as successful and I got the shit kicked out of me by mm-hmm. random people. Mm-hmm. But overall, it didn't dissuade me from continuing to try it do it and push it and push so then eventually I got to the point where I was like I would perform in my little room mm. and I would I started to put myself out there more I started to put myself out there more mm-hmm. and started to eventually develop you know kind of connections with that with that scene and then started to perform at clubs mm-hmm. and pretty quickly because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. people liked my look they liked how I performed I'm very charming um, and so I think 
I made a name for myself. Cool. Like a local. Yeah. Yeah. Not like not the like the big, big. I mean, I've gone. To, I've performed at the El Dorado, mm-hmm. but like as like super early, you know, like <laughs> okay. second string, third string, you know, yeah, like yeah. performance. Warm but, up. But definitely, people enjoy mm-hmm. like my performance. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, we'll just let's do the the hashtag math really quick. So it's 1932. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking 22 for your age? Um, sure. Okay, so that would that would mean you were born 1910. Uh, so that means you were a child during the war. Right. And then you were a teenager during the uh, economic collapse of the early so, 20s. Yeah. So you malnutrition. Know. Definitely. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I don't know if your dad served or if he died in the war. You know, or I think he, he served. I think he served. Mm-hmm. I think he made it through. But okay. the really, I think he was pretty debilitated after that mm. and I couldn't tow the, I, I couldn't tow the line and I couldn't support in the way that I could but I do send them money oh I do send them money okay um, but I don't I couldn't like do the heavy manual labor that was required yeah um, okay of that place mm-hmm. okay and yeah this is 32 in Berlin so there is a uh, functioning wing of the Nazi party operating in the city under yeah. Joseph Goebbels so yeah, speaking yeah. of getting the shit kicked out of you that's uh, yeah. probably who did it yeah Yes, I have thoughts about them, too. Yeah, sure you do. But let's... uh, So we're just going to do the quick-fire method of character creation here. Yeah. So you've got a really good, solid idea, so we can... Oh, good. Okay, is it... Oh, yeah. I I mean, I just pulled that out of thin air. That's how it goes. Okay, good. That's how it goes, baby. Yeah, I didn't... I I haven't thought about this before. (laughs) No, it's fine. (laughs) Um, All right, write down the following uh, numbers on a sheet of scratch paper. Okay. Ready? Yeah, bold of you to assume I have scratch paper. No, I'm kidding. I have a notebook. See it right. I'm looking right at it. Uh, <laughs> Forty. Okay. Fifty three times. Okay. Sixty twice. Yeah. Seventy. Uh huh. And eighty. Okay. Take those numbers and distribute them amongst your characteristics. Oh, my characteristics. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Um. I gotta think of some names. You gotta give me some uh, some names. Oh, like a, from a random name generator, perhaps. Oh man. <laughs> um. Gotta put that eighty in con. I mean, if you don't do you, that. Well, you specifically said that you were uh, you were she's a toughie. She's skinny, but she's strong. That's yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pow's important too. Well, yeah, I put sixty in pow. That's good. Good. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Done. Cool. And yeah, we're doing the the min max, right? The fifty fifty, like the, the low, the low and the high thingy. The woo. What is it called? The you woo know, with a woo. When you divide it, the top and bottom parts next oh. to the. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I've forgotten. The hard success and extreme success? Yes, I yeah. haven't played this in a very long time. Yes. So it's, it's 10 and 20? A hard success is half. Half. Hard, and, hard is half. And, and then extreme is one fifth. It's one fifth. Yeah. Why so, can't it be a percentage? Well, 20%. Okay. Does that help you? you? That does, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you break it down in percentage, then yeah, that's yeah. actually much help. Okay. Much more helpful. I just thought it'd be more confusing if I said it's 20% of 50%, you know. No, that's that okay. actually makes more sense to me. Okay. Surprisingly. Cool. But you know I will fuck this up. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, don't worry too much about filling oh, those in. Did I, should I not have cursed? Are you going to have to beep that out? Oh, no. We're, we're a saucy podcast. 
We are. It's fine. And then, so then it's one-fifth, so 20%. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, don't worry too much about that. Excuse? Uh, I find that very important. Because we're going to press ahead. Uh, no, you can keep going. I'm it specifically just... says fill in half and fifth values during play. <laughs> I need to play the game while I'm doing that. No, That's where true. do I go next? So what's my, what's my sanity? All right, so your age is 22. Yes. Uh, so you don't have any modifiers there. No. What did you put in education? Ed, I put 50. That's fine. Good. Um, <clears throat> you want, uh, your sanity is equal to your power. Uh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your strength plus size? Mm-hmm. 90. Okay, you have no damage bonus, and your build uh, is zero. That's lower right on your character sheet. Build? Yeah, lower right. Uh, All the way down the bottom. Wow, yep. build is zero. That's new. Yes. Is that new? Okay. Well, I don't edition. have a damage bonus, and my dodge is what? Is it my dex? Uh, dodge is half dex. Half dex, okay. Yeah. All right, got it. <clears throat> okay. And your hit points... Yes. What are your what's your con plus size? Uh that is 130. So 13 hit points. Okay, down. <laughs> That's not bad. Down. It's not bad. And your magic points are equal to one fifth or twenty percent of your POW. Uh so twelve? Uh if it's sixty, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I can do math sometimes. <laughs> Alright. I believe in you. I'm good. Okay, and now you're just gonna figure your luck, which is three D six. 3d6? Mm-hmm. Roll that 3d6. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> it begins. Uh-huh. My luck. We'll see how lucky you are. Uh, bleh, nah. Nine. Nine times five, so 45 luck. Uh, that's not good. Not great. That's not great. Okay, and you have... Oops. That's very loud. (laughs) That is very loud. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, And you have decided your occupation already. Yes, entertainer. Entertainer. So... uh, (laughs) So you're going to go... I've got to have a drag name, too. Yes, you do. Um, So you're going to go with an art slash craft. Right. Um, They recommend acting, but obviously it could be singing, Uh, dancing... Could Triple it just be threat. the whole performance of the perform, <laughs> like just performance? Uh, yeah, so that would fall under singing. Singing? Uh, yeah, but it would it would include the whole shebang. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's probably a point in common with Anna. You know, you. you that's why I can recognize. Yeah, like, exactly. That's why I recognize both of their talents because yeah, yeah. I know good singing. And then I know how art, you know, I know good art. Because you might be more of a cabaret singer, which is more about, like, kind of belting it out. Right. Right. But she's, like, this songbird, right? And it's like, damn, you know? Yeah. I wish I could hit those high notes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Disguise, obviously, would be for your your costume. Okay. Charm? Um, Yes. uh, Your choice. Two interpersonal skills. So charm, fast talk, intimidate, and persuade. You can choose two of those four. Fast talk. Mm-hmm. And charm. And charm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Listen. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Psychology. And psychology, yep. Okay. And then two other skills of your choice. Spot hidden and stealth. I mean I wanted to pick survival as well, but mm. it's all good. Okay. So I have <laughs> art, craft, singing slash drag, yep. charm, disguise, fast talk, listen, psychology, spot hidden and stealth. Okay. Cool. Now, are those your ocu- are, are those skills that you use in your occupation? Because you are going to get personal interest skills as well. I have a personal interest in my survival. <laughs> okay. And Good navigation. Point. 
and other things. <laughs> and navigate. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like spot hidden, like, yeah, no, I think all of those are occupational. Because spot hidden is, like, did that bitch steal my jewelry? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Spotting the details. It's, it's noticing the fine noticing details. Noticing the fine details, okay. And then stealth is, like, being able to kind of, like, move around the city. You know, as much as I feel like Berlin is a pretty open city, I know the dangers of it as well. Mm. And so I have to be kind of stealthy to move around. Um, and avoid certain areas, so I feel like stealth is getting got me out of a couple scrapes. Okay, as long um, as you can justify it. I just did. You did. And, yeah. Okay. okay. Good. <laughs> I just did. I just did. All right. So um, good. So then mm. we move on. So what you're going to do is you're going to assign some skill points to those skills. And uh, you're going to no. do those? What? No, I just remembered his rising sign. Oh, my God. Libra. I knew you would. <laughs> I believe in you. Thank you. Oh, by the way, your credit rating range is suggested between 9 and 70. 70, obviously, would be a nationally or internationally well-known entertainer. 9 would be you play a janky piano at an underground bar somewhere, you know. So I'd say maybe 20. Okay. 20 is good. Well... So, oh, uh, you, no, you've got it's your. Not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold your horses. Yeah. Uh, so you've got your eight occupational skills plus credit rating. Okay. Okay. And then what you're going to do is assign uh, numbers like you, with you do with characteristics. Let me give you the numbers, the spread. Okay, for your your scratch paper. Okay. What about my occupational numbers? That is what this is. Oh, yeah. sorry. I thought you said the personal. No, no. Okay. So seventy. Yeah. Sixty twice. Mm-hmm. Three fifties. Oh, you should have said fifty-three times. It's actually <laughs> forty-three times. Thank you. <laughs> uh huh. Um, okay, so assign the skills directly to these val- okay. values and ignore the skill base values. If your chosen profession states a lower credit rating skill than forty, you should get an appropriate credit rating skill value and distribute the excess points elsewhere. So if you want to put twenty into credit rating that gives you 20 bonus points to put elsewhere oh like out of your out of one of your 40s right okay so I can break them up only for credit only rating. for credit rating yeah that's annoying yeah okay and do I add the default I add the default to it no you do not what why not you, you ignore the default for your occupational skills why is that usual yes oh okay in, for oh. the quick fire method yes oh okay okay right. I don't think we've maybe we've done this once yeah maybe once okay um all right, so let me get into this really quickly. Mm-hmm. So I got nine. I have nine here. Yeah, there's eight occupational skills plus credit rating. Oh, that's right. Okay, so 40. So I do have 40 for credit rating. If you so want, or you can put 20 I'm gonna in. I'm going to put 20 and in, have, and I'm going to add yeah. the 20 to my um, disguise. Okay. 60. Okay, so now you're going to pick four skills as personal interest. Okay. This is uh, basically you just... Pick, this is where you look at the default. So you would pick a skill and then add 20 to the default, and that's your rating. All right, so I'm good with a rifle. Oh. <laughs> I know what game I'm playing. <laughs> I'm good with a rifle. Um, Not a pistol? No, because, I mean, I think a rifle would be more in the country. Like, sure, yeah, you know. of course. So Fouling piece. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um... I can pick four of these, correct? Yes. I know how to drive. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's 
I know how to pick locks. Mmm. I know how to swim. Hmm. Sure. Or track, actually. I know how to track. Oh. Yeah. It goes okay. with the rifle. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Um, oh, and one more thing. Roll a d10. All right. Two. <laughs> All right. You can add uh, two points, as you wish, amongst your characteristics. Okay. No, I'm going to add it to my decks. Oh, all right. Um, Well, then be sure to boost your dodge by one point. 52. Dodge is 26. All right. That was really stupid. Yeah, that was anticlimactic. That was beyond anticlimactic. All right. So we've actually got a pretty good idea of who you are in terms of your background. We need a name. Um, What's my move again? What's your move? Oh, yeah. can get that for you. Thank um, you. But, yeah, there's also just the background uh, tables that you can roll on if you want. Of course, you already mm-hmm. got some pretty good ideas like there. This, I just feel like it's a little overkill. Okay. That's fine. Because I think, I mean, unless you want to pray, I mean, the adventure is pretty specific. Yeah, yeah. Let me just take a look at the tables, but let me give you your move first. Okay. So uh, what is your size? 40. And your strength and dex. Mm, 50-52. Okay, your move is 9. Okay. Um, so, um, let's see. We have a pretty good idea of... Well, do we have an idea of your ideology slash beliefs? No, I guess not. Okay. So I guess we can go through that. Roll that detail. I need a name. I need oh. names. Okay, all right. Please. You need a name first. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, fine. A roll a d10, please. Oh. Three. I'm going to give you two choices. Mm. Conrad or Klaus? I feel like I've played a Klaus before. Have you? I'll play it again. <laughs> Klaus. Play and it again, Klaus. What's my, uh... For your surname. Oh. Uh, roll a d10 again. Yeah, three again. Three again. All right. Um... So we've got Berend, Muller, Hildenbrandt, or von Feithag. Uh, Muller. Okay. Klaus Muller. And then, um... Good German name. Claudia can be my, um... Oh, okay. Okay. Uh... So, ideology. Oh. D10. Right. Ten. A campaigner or activist? Yeah, so I once I got the shit kicked out of me by these assholes. <laughs> yeah. On these fucking fascists. Yeah. Then I was like, no. So mm. I definitely am active in Anti-fascist. that. Anti-fascist. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Significant yeah. people. Anna and Lucas. I guess so, for mm-hmm. these purposes. Um, okay. Yeah, we kind of covered that for sure. Um, do you want to roll on meaningful locations? Sure. Three. Uh, the place you met your first love. Oh. Was it Anna? No, Lucas. 
we already haven't consummated, so I feel like a first love, that's a crush. Like, a love is oh, okay. when there's a reciprocity, I feel. Yeah. Have Unless, you had a first love? No. Okay. So let's re-roll. Okay. Seven. The grave of a significant person. Hmm. All right. Um, I think... Okay, so I think that there was a... There was one of the um, one of the ladies that helped me get into mm. like more finely tune my drag, mm, mm. and so but she was mysteriously killed. Mm. Okay, and so I visit her grave. Alrighty. Okay. And how about treasured possessions? That's always fun. Right, it is um, mysterious. Seven again. Something you found, but don't know what it is. You seek answers. Oh. Hmm. So maybe one of my nights walking back from a gig, mm-hmm. I um, I stumbled upon this like it's a necklace with a weird amulet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of textbook Cthulhu. It's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm There's nothing myself. wrong with textbook Cthulhu. <laughs> Amulet on the chain. You can always sell it back to the bookstore at the end of the semester. I think what made it... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think what made it strange is there were all these, like, inlaid stones, but they're stones that I don't recognize. Mm. Like, they look really, like, murky, and they almost change with... They change, like, day to day. Yeah. They look... It's not like a mood ring. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, it seems like they change... Not positions, but the... The color and the opacity or yeah. clarity, like those change on this thing. Like mm-hmm. every time I pick it up, it looks new. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really been able to ask anybody because I don't know that much about gems. Maybe this is what they do. I don't know. So, okay. Cool. Uh, traits? Do you want to roll traits? Yes. Ten. You're ambitious. I'm glad I'm using all these tens right now. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I already said I was ambitious. We knew that from my rising sign, everybody. So. Oh, my God. All right. It's already been established. Duh. Duh. All right. Uh, two. What? Inj- injuries and scars. Oh, no, you don't roll on that. Oh. Um, that's just for oh. later on. Nothing else? When you get horribly injured and scarred. Yeah, yeah. Phobias and manias? No. Nope. Arcane You're good. Spells in our, oh, You're God. done. God. How much cash do I have on me? What's your credit rating again? 20? 40? Oh, 40. No. Right, that's 20. 20. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, let's see. So, with your credit rating of 20, boo, 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 you have an average. So, it's your credit rating times two in American dollars. 40. Mm-hmm. $40? $40. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Okay. All right. Okay. Sure. Which would translate to... One moment. Uh, let's see. Marks to the dollar is about four. So you'd have 160 marks. All right. All right. Okay. So, yes, it is September of 1932. Mm-hmm. And... Oops. Music there a little bit. Okay. 
All right. So uh, you, Anna, and Lucas have yes. been invited to a party That's as right. established. Uh, so this is Madame Panthea de Tisson. Right. Um, you know of her. She is a uh, socialite, um, a patron of the arts. Right. Um, she, yeah. well, it is said that she is French, but oh. no one is sure <laughs> how much of that is true and how oh. much is an affectation. Hmm. Um, so, yes, um, the party, of course, this being Berlin, you're really not going to be showing up to that until at least midnight. Right, absolutely. <laughs> so, um... You know, you take a taxi over. Mm -hmm. She uh, maintains a uh, penthouse apartment at the Hotel Adlon, which is one of the the big luxury hotels in the city. It over it directly overlooks the Brandenburg Gate. Oh, are we? We've already started partying. Mm. We've already started drinking, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, definitely, I'd say, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> is the El Dorado kind of your home, your home club? Yeah. That you hit up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, it's, yeah, that's kind of like friendly territory. Uh, you know that it's, you know, going to be a safe place to go mm -hmm. and uh, just have a good time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, let's okay. see. Um, what else? Anything what else? Wearing? Yeah, what are we wearing? What are you wearing? Um... So, I mean, when what you... What are they wearing? I can well, tell you what I'm wearing. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, Lucas, of course, is in his usual uh, impeccable, mm -hmm. you know, black suit, mm -hmm. uh, as described earlier. Anna, let's get a description of her. As I mentioned earlier, she is a willowy mm -hmm. type. So, Anna is wearing um, uh, trousers, actually. Oh, okay. Like, uh, um, sort of... Um, I want to say gabardine. I'm not sure if that's right. Uh -huh. uh, but, you know, kind of a, a woolen, you know, fabric. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Gray. Uh, high belted around the around the navel, mm -hmm. you know. And then um, a, uh, a wool uh, sweater vest. Okay. You know. And then, like, a, a white, you know, just dress shirt. Like a, men, like a like men's, like a men's or dress or shirt. Is it tailored yeah. for her? It is tailored for her, though, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, cuffs and collar, though. Okay. You know. Does she have a hat? Uh, she does not. A actually. floppy hat? No. Yeah. What's no. her hair look like? Uh, so it's it's a dark brown and, like, kind of, you know, it, it is like in a woman's style, uh -huh. you know, but it's a kind of, yeah, like a also. A grown out bob. Probably. A grown out bob, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually, yeah, I guess she would have a hat for, for going out. So uh, probably like a larger like oversized men's hat, you know, so it doesn't mess her hair up too much. Yeah. You know, so. Does she, is she, she's not wearing any jewelry? Um, probably just like a gold, um, like real, real fine gold, uh, bracelet, you know, chain, mm -hmm. like a tennis bracelet kind of thing. Okay. You know, um, and saddle shoes. Okay. Yep. Uh, how about you? Okay. So, so Claudia is wearing, mm. um, She's wearing like a it's September, right? Yeah. Is it early or mid? Mid. Mid. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
the weather is like nice, really pleasant. It's pleasant, yeah. It's not too summer bad. summer is is lingering, but fall is starting to come in, so the evenings are getting a little chillier. Okay. You know. So I'm wearing like this yellow. Okay, so I have black hair. Mm. Um and brown eyes. Mm-hmm. And um I'm I uh I'm wearing this yellow gown. Mm-hmm. Um it's still there's some like little beaded it's like a beaded gown. Mm-hmm. But not super super well no it is. It's very ornate. Mm. <laughs> it's one of my <laughs> prized yeah, I want to impress the uh, Madame uh-huh. because I you know, she might throw some money my way and like sure. you know, if I look very charming. So I'm wearing this like beaded yellow gown, mm-hmm. and I have a a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a um, let's see here, purple. It's like a violet, dark dark violet, mm-hmm. purple mm-hmm. wrap, and my hair is um, definitely waved, mm-hmm. like Marcel waves. Mm-hmm. And I have these long earrings that are mostly like costume jewelry, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm wearing this the necklace with the amulet. Mm. Too. Okay. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some pearls and um yeah, and like yellow shoes mm-hmm. that go with the gown. Okay, cool. Okay. I have heels, I have heels and everything. Okay. The whole shebang. Cool. All right. Well, uh, so yeah, so you you definitely um, meet up at the El Dorado as as per usual. Yeah. Um, with its uh, very distinctive uh, sort of billboard-style sign out front showing a, a man and woman both smiling and winking mm-hmm. and it uh, with the, uh, the logo, El Dorado, and then underneath it says, Here it is right. Mm-hmm. And uh, inside uh, you've got the, uh, the orchestra dressed in unisex clothing mm-hmm. playing Argentinian tango mm-hmm. and um, the... American style bar serving up cocktails mm-hmm. with the all female bar staff uh, backed by a uh, solid wall of black and white 8x10 SM themed <laughs> photos. <laughs> nice. Love it. Uh, there's the usual assortment of tourists because this is like one of the main uh, tourist spots. Like, right. oh, you've got to go to the El Dorado when you're in <laughs> Berlin. Right. So there's Americans, British, Swedes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Italians, Turks, mm-hmm. even a few Japanese, mm-hmm. you know, so it's uh it's the usual kind of thing. We'll it's say it's, we'll say it's a Friday night. Nice. Yeah. So I'm not performing tonight because of this party. Yes. Like, yeah. The, uh, the drag review usually starts at midnight. So, yeah. um, obviously you have a place to go. Yeah. So you're just getting a little, a little lubricated yeah. ahead of, ahead of time. You're not, yeah. Not gonna get too sauced. No. All right. Just a little bit. All right. So, uh, yeah, around probably quarter to midnight, you you know call call for a taxi, mm-hmm. and um, off you pop. So, uh, if you look on your map, uh-huh. um, uh, it's hard to sort of like point across the table, but uh, if you imagine that the El Dorado, well, it's probably on the key there, but yeah, you know, to save you having to yeah. search around too much. I mean, if you happen to see it, it's... I got it. Yep. It's more in the center of town. Right. Well, actually, that was the old location. So the new oh, location right. is... Oh, El Dorado 2. Yes. Uh, so you're going to uh, take that up, uh, or you're going to go from there up to the center of town uh, where the Hotel Adlon is, uh, which is right across from the Brandenburg Gate. So it's like uh, right in the middle oh, yeah. district. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got it. You got it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, um, okay. So, uh, arriving there, it is a, uh, a massive uh, hotel. takes up an entire city block. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's done up in the sort of, um, you know, late 19th century style, uh, predominant throughout the city. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. It's right there. Mm-hmm. And. Um, nice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, heading in, you uh, go up to the top floor <laughs> and, um, you know, walk down a, a carpeted hall, um, tastefully lit. Mm-hmm. And I take, I take Lucas's arm. Uh-uh. Like he's escorting me. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, you come up to the, the door of Madame de Tisson's apartment. Mm-hmm. And Lucas knocks, yeah. and um, you can hear, you know, laughter and some music and so forth already, you know, going on. And um, and then the door uh, is is flung wide, mm. and there stands the hostess herself, who's probably just happened to be passing by the door when the knock came. So it is a uh, woman of late middle years. Um, Morbidly thin. Mm-hmm. She has a prominent dark nose, or prominent nose and dark hair. <laughs> dark nose. <laughs> dark nose duck. And um, oh she has a prominent nose and dark hair and eyes. Uh-huh. And um, yes, uh, features too distinctive to be considered classically beautiful. You would call it striking. intriguing. Oh, striking. Or striking, yes. Or like, whoa. Like, huh. <laughs> yes. That's a look. That is a look. Mm-hmm. So. She uh, she sees you, and um, let's see here. Anything else notable about her? Oh, of course. So she is um, she is wearing a uh, an evening gown like you, mm-hmm. you know, but over it she has draped herself in a gold lame kimono. Oh, um, and she is also holding a, a cigarette, or instead of a cigarette holder, a long pipe oh. of Chinese design. Huh. Yes. Um, there is a distinctive odor uh, oh emanating my. from the pipe. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Is the marijuana smoke? No, you've smelled that, and that's oh. that's not what this, this is. This is a different smell. Yeah. Huh. So. Um, would I know it? I probably would. Um. Unless it's from a little special blend of, like, magical herbs. Give me a, give me a no roll. <laughs> okay. No roll. Oh, here we go. Uh. That's weird. Oh yeah, sixteen. So that's oh a, wow. Yeah, hard yeah. success. So uh, yeah, she's. This is some kind of a mix of tobacco and opium. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna be that kind of party, eh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Who brought the mashed potatoes? <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> All right, Let's so do it. Let's uh, do it. Yeah, so I want some of that. So she sees the three of you, and and uh, there's like a moment as like you know she goes through her mental rolodex. <laughs> like, who are these people? And then she's like, Ah, my darlings, please come in, come in. <laughs> so is her accent like it's it's very pronounced? It's very pronounced. It's very French. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So um. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I kind of push Anna ahead, like, mm, in there. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, this is your moment, like, to, <laughs> to arrive, right? Right, right. Yeah, so. and you do kind of have to nudge her, too, because she was, like, sort of hanging back, yeah. you know? So you sort of position yourself so that you can, mm-hmm. you know, 
push her I think, ahead. I think Lucas and I are both kind of like pushing her yeah, like in yeah, first. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like this is for you. Yep. Exactly. So, um, so yeah. So you all you're you're all welcomed into the apartment, and um, uh, it's immediately apparent that this is uh, this is just a whole display that yeah. Madame de Tisson has put a lot of work into in yeah. terms of interior decor. Um, she's obviously an Orientalist mm-hmm. because uh, it is the the whole of the apartment is dominated by uh, pieces imported from Asia. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, where, like specifically, just well, like, all over because because really? you know you see a Chinese porcelain vase, uh-huh. uh, then you see like some samurai swords on a rack, Whoa. you know, and then um, and then some Japanese uh, scroll paintings, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you see. Um, you know, Persian rugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, upholstery is all done from Indian fabrics. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a uh, kind of a riotous. Yeah. You know, it's uh, Auntie May when she was going through that phase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And um, but the 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 centerpiece is on the far wall, mm-hmm. and I mean wall, like yeah. the entire wall yeah. of the of one part of the apartment that probably separates the. Um, it's you know. The suite. Yeah, yeah, the front suite from the uh, the guest apartment, mm-hmm. or not the guest apartment, but you know the private private part of the apartment, mm-hmm. um, artfully lit with sort of you know little spotlight bulbs and stuff. Uh, it's a wall of masks. Oh, yes, like from like, all over. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's Indeed. intense. Indeed. So, um, uh, let's see. So as you're as you're kind of moving in, yeah. Um, very quickly, uh, Anna's agent, mm-hmm. Amelia Weber, mm-hmm. uh, spots her mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and comes over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, she comes up and she, she says, Oh, Anna, I'm so glad you made it. Uh, please, come in. Let me, let me introduce you to some of the other guests, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, what does Anna do to that? Like, uh, she's like, mm-hmm, you know, like, okay. Does she look at me and Lucas? Uh, yeah. There's a little bit of panic in her eyes, but... And I'm just, like, not, like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, you're so free I'm to mingle. because I'm... Well, I don't want to mingle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm going to play hard to get. So, um... <laughs> so, I, I look at Lucas, and how is he looking? Is he, he's, like, he's wa- following he's, where Anna's... He's watching her, and he seems to be nervous on her behalf, you know? And so, I turn to him, and I'm like, you need to meet... You need to meet somebody else. <laughs> he looks at you and says, what? There's what? plenty of people here. you got to make some new friends. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, let me get us some drinks. Oh, I'll, I'll take care of myself. <laughs> okay. You mingle. All right, so you sort of push him off mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So, so I'm kind of just looking around the room. Yeah, so there's... Like, who looks like the most interesting? Right, well, there's... Um, there's a, a man, uh, well, there's two, two men in conversation that, that catch your eye mm-hmm. due to their appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is a, uh, you know, European man of, uh, <laughs> no of, European of man. middle age. Well, I say that for a reason. Okay. Uh, a European man of middle age um, who has the look of an of a academic or an intellectual about him. Mm. You know, he's, um, he's very slight in his build mm-hmm. um, and... Um, you know, just is wearing like a tweed suit, but it's offset with this like very colorful, like um, you know, scarab beetle 
blue uh, bow tie. Oh. Right? Interesting. And he is talking to a Japanese man Mm. uh, who is, let's see here, about the same age and, um, you know, dressed in European style, clean shaven, you know, Mm -hmm. slick back hair, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And they appear to be having a somewhat, shall we say, quietly animated conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying to keep their, their manners about them, but you can tell they're, like, they're both fairly passionate about what they're talking about, you know? Are they near the, the wall of masks? They are. I'm going to go, like, pretend I'm looking at the masks and just overhear what they're talking about. Sure. <laughs> um, so, as you examine the wall of masks... Mm-hmm. Um, let's see... They're all kinds. Mm -hmm. They're made of wood, stone, Mm -hmm. paper, porcelain, clay. Mm -hmm. They all have distinctive faces, Mm -hmm. all of them with empty staring eye holes. Right. Um, Old men with long beards and deep wrinkles, Mm -hmm. pale-faced Asian beauties, chubby-cheeked children, horned demons, severe-looking vengeful gods, Venetian masks. Uh, death masks from Greece, African mm. idols, mm. Chinese opera masks, wow. Japanese kabuki and no masks, mm-hmm. Siamese, Ceylon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as for the two gentlemen who are talking, you hear words like Manchuria, Mukden, um, you know, Japanese interests. Chinese autonomy, some kind of a political debate. Boring. So, <laughs> no, it's just not. It's not like my main. It's not your right thing. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if they're scholars, they probably don't have very much money. <laughs> that is also true. So, hmm. so, so I'm looking around the room some more. Well, as you're examining the masks, actually, mm-hmm. uh, Madame de Tisson sort of sidles up next to you. Oh. And uh, she says, quite the collection, no? It's impressive. It is my pride and joy. Which is your favorite? Mm, so I'm looking at them all, and I, I, think I, point, I think I find one that is like a duality. Mm. Like it's, there's a two, like there's two sides to the mask. Yeah, yeah. And I pick, like, that's the one I like. Okay. She goes, ah, yes, that is one of my favorites. It was one of the first ones I bought. Where did you get it? Oh, in a, in a market in Marrakesh, if you can believe it. Hmm. Although it is not North African. What is it? I believe it is a, actually an ancient um, Turkish mask. Hmm. It's very beautiful. Yes. Yes, indeed. So how many are in this collection? Oh, well, these are just the ones I have on display. Oh. I have many others in Do you storage. change them out? Like, you change them out? Oh, sometimes, yes. These are very... Um, Mysterious. Do you think some of them are haunted? Oh, 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 my child, masks have great power. Yes, great symbolic power and the power to transform those who wear them. I need a drink. (laughs) But of course. And I know a lot about wearing masks. I put a mask on almost every night. (laughs) Give me a disguise roll. Let's see how, how well you're passing. Oh yeah, definitely hard success. Excellent. So yeah, she has she hasn't a clue. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
so as you uh, as you turn to signal one of the um, one of the the waiters mm-hmm. uh, who's circulating with trays with the champagne flutes, you know, you see that Anna uh, has been steered by Amelia to um, you know sort of a little uh, circle of male admirers. Oh. Uh, and she's, you know, laughing. And They're Amelia's admirers? No. Well, like, you know, I mean, male potential admirers, let's okay. just say that. Right. Amelia's kind of herded them. So Amelia's kind of like uh, moving around and, and bringing people over like a sheepdog, basically. Okay. Like, you know, oh, talk to this person. Talk yeah. To oh, Anna. you simply must meet Anna Conrad, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, so um, Anna's you know holding her own. You, you mm-hmm. hear her tinkling laughter okay, over the sound of the the party. Where's Lucas? Uh, give me a psychology oh, roll. Fail. Okay, that's fine. So you're looking for Lucas. So you've got your drink. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so yeah, you're you're just kind of uh, circulating around and. Um, Seeing if you can spot Lucas, you seem to have lost him. Mm. Um, Does anyone recognize me? Hmm. Make a uh, credit rating roll. Oh. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, and so uh, you, you know, you hear Madame de Tisson uh, head over to the the two men who were talking, and you know, she says, um, you know, she says, now, now, professor, professor. Uh, Please, uh, Mr. Tanaka, he's, um, he's very passionate about his home country. I know, I know you, you um, are a great supporter of the Chinese uh, cause, but um, you, should, you should try and be nice to him. He's a guest of mine, you know. Okay, so I hear this. Yeah. And I'm kind of looking around. It's the like same old people. Yeah. So this guy not from here. Right. right, right. So I'll sidle up and I'll be like, why don't you come dance with me? To the professor or the Japanese guy? The Japanese guy. guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very forward. Yeah, right. So he he, uh, he looks at you. What's your size again? 40. Size 40. Oh, you're, you're a wee slip of yeah, a thing. Yeah, I'm, te- I'm teensy. Okay. Let me just see here. Um, just checking something. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So he's actually yeah he's actually a little taller than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he looks a little surprised, but he bows to you and mm-hmm. and, uh, and and nods his head. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's like an actual like little formal mm-hmm. uh, bow of, mm-hmm. of uh, acceptance and acknowledgement. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and he says in German, mm-hmm. uh, "I would be delighted." So. so I'll take him to the floor. Mm-hmm. There's people dancing. There are a few, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like just little... Just chill out dancing. Little getting chill to, dancing. Getting to know you yeah. dancing. Yeah, Okay. So um, uh, as you're about to oh. embark on this dance, mm-hmm. um, the door to the apartment flies open. Oh. Nobody, nobody knocked this time. Okay. Right. And, uh, and so everything just kind of stops. And everyone looks over. And there's this man standing in the doorway. He um, he looks feverish. Oh. His eyes are bugging out of their sockets. Uh, his hair is disheveled. He is wearing uh, trousers and a shirt, but both are caked in dirt and are, you know, kind of like he's been living rough. 
Um, and um, surely this is this is the wrong room. <laughs> surely, indeed. But he's kind of looking around, like he's uh. looking for somebody, and he and then quite suddenly from uh, the back of his waistband he pulls a uh, long filleting knife. Who? And he goes, it's speaking to me. It won't stop speaking to me. And, um, oh, no. and, uh, yeah, he, uh, he rushes into the room. What do you want to do? Oh, uh, I'm going to back up to the back of the, like against the wall. Okay. Obviously there's a lot of screaming chaos people. Yeah. Women screaming, men mm-hmm. shouting. Yeah. Um, somebody grab one of those sunrise. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Tanaka flies into action. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, is, this isn't a pulp Cthulhu game. No, it is not. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I back up. You back up. Okay. Like, I'm holding on to Mr. Tanaka's arm, like, and, like, pull him with me. All right, and he he does actually kind of move to protect you, uh-huh. you know. Um, give me a, a spot hidden roll, actually. <laughs> Come on, baby. Okay, wait. I messed that up. Oh. All right. For some silly reason. And I do not make it. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. How much did you miss by? 18. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> right. So just as a reminder, you can always spend luck. I know, but I'm not spending no. right away. Yeah, for not sure. Not that much. Yeah. It's not a crucial role, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so... This man comes in the room. Mm-hmm. We're just like, holy crap. Yeah. He's like screaming and wielding this like knife. This yeah, long screaming, knife. ravings, wielding this knife. And and so he's coming into the center of the room. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tanaka comes in front of... He's protecting he's, you. He's moving in front of me to kind of protect me. I'm mo- backing up against the wall. Yep. Um, so you note he's waving this filleting knife around. It does have some dried blood on it. Dried blood. Mm-hmm. That's no good. And... Um, and uh, so what? Uh, so actually, uh, Tanaka steps forward, and uh, the the guy just like lashes out at him, and and cuts cuts him across the the arm. No. So Tanaka like draws back, mm. and uh, give me a luck roll, please. Oh, no. Fail. Okay. God damn it. Um, so, uh, so he's, he's looking around wild eyed, like, you know, obviously this like instant circle formed, you know, of, of everyone backing away. So he's, he's out on like what had been the dance floor. Uh, and he's looking around, he's panting and his eyes lock with Annis. Oh. And she's, she's just standing there like, you know, rigid with terror. Yeah. And, um, and he just, in, in one <laughs> swift movement, he just lunges forward and grabs her and, and holds the knife to her throat. No. Okay. Um, so, yes. Oh, my God. What would you like to do? I'm going to try to intervene. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm going to try to, to, like, I'm going to kind of try to move around so I can, like, do something to kind of mm-hmm. prevent that, like, prevent him from acting further mm-hmm. I guess I'm gonna try to like slowly move behind him okay you know like yeah, trying yeah. to get into a position where I'm behind him alright so so he's 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 still screaming you know yeah, ranting and he, he's just like the voices won't stop the voices won't stop are people just like stop like stop yeah like, like whoa, whoa, whoa you know yeah so um, what's the madame doing alright so so you see 
Uh, you see Lucas as well, who's yeah, who's, he's probably stricken. Yeah, so you finally spot him, and he's he's moved forward. Uh, but he's he's one of those ones with his hands out, you know, like, like okay, it's okay, you know. And, and that fillet knife is like right up next to her larynx, you oh, know. No. Um, and so at this point, so you're moving around. So give me a stealth, uh, stealth, stealth. roll, yeah. Extreme. Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, so you actually have managed to move around behind him, even though he's trying to keep everyone in his field of vision. Right. He, you have uh, gone unnoticed. So do you want to take a chance? Here? Yeah, I want to know how he's positioned, because, like, um, oh, I'm going to take off my shoe. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take off my shoe. Yeah. I don't want to hit him over the head with, like, the heel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, right up against a temple. Okay. Yeah. My strength is... Well, what's your, uh, your unarmed, your brawling skill? Uh, I don't have brawl. Hand-to-hand. I don't have hand-to-hand. What's it called? I don't know. It's, I'm looking right now. Oh, fighting brawl. Fighting brawl. Thank you. 25%. I can spend some luck on it. You could. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to go for it. I'll give you an unopposed roll on that. Okay. So I'm going to spend, I guess... Well, you don't spend before oh, you roll. Right. Roll that's first right. and then okay. see. Okay. What else can I do? There's no rifles around. <laughs> you know, I don't Did I not mention the, ra- the rack of rifles I on the I don't have a dagger. Uh-huh. 45. You'd have to spend 20 points of luck. That's way too much. Yeah. Especially right away. All right. Um, Let me, hold on. fuck. I'm going about this all wrong. I'm going about this all wrong. I'm so used to playing more fighter type, like, you know, action-oriented characters. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have done that, but I... (laughs) Ooh, I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) All right, so let me just give... (laughs) Don't look at me like that. All right, let me just give him... Okay, so what you managed to do... If, even if it's distracting is him. distract him. Yeah, basically. So you, you, you take your shoe off and you sort of hobble forward and, and swing it at him and, and you just kind of hit him on the back of the shoulders. It's like a completely undamaging roll. Or right. roll. <laughs> completely undamaging whack. Movement. But it, he had no idea you were behind him. So he like spins around and he's like, whoa. And Anna's like, ah, and she like runs, you know? <laughs> okay, good. All right, good. So she runs into Lucas's arms. But now arms. he's like confronting me. Actually, yeah. She does? Uh huh. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So he's coming in my direction. So, so yeah. Like, well, he's, he's just looking at you and he's like, so you're like right up close on him, yes. right? Oh. And yeah. so you're looking at him. Okay. And he, he just, yeah, again, looks kind of feverish, disheveled. But what you see is this weird line that's going down along his jawline all the way up to the other side. And it's like, is it a scar? You know, it's hard to say. It's like this little indentation in his skin. It's very odd. It's weird. So, in that moment where you surprised him, Madame de Tisson comes forward. And she says, she says, darling, darling, please, please come with me. I, it's it's okay. It's okay. We can talk about it. It's fine. You know. So she's like, you know, whispering these soothing words to him. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's looking at her, and he he's like, "You have to help me. You have to take it away. You have to make the voices stop." And she's like, "Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Please, just 
come back in here and we will talk about it. Everyone, I want you to just keep keep talking, please, with the, with the music, please. Musicians, could you play again? Mm-hmm. You know, and so there's like this this you know moment of hesitation, and they're like, uh, and so they you know start up again, mm-hmm. and um, and you know she just escorts him out of the public area, like through a, a door that's near where the mask wall is, as you surmised. Okay. Huh. So I turned to Mr. Tanaka. Yep. He's bleeding. So yeah, so he's uh, taken his uh, jacket off and he's rolled his his sleeve up, and it's a. You know, just a superficial oh, wound. Okay. Fortunately, do you have? So, you don't have first aid. No. Yeah. So I'm like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yes, I'll be fine." Hmm. Very stoic. Do you, you want know. a drink? Um, I think I should be going actually. Oh, all right. It was nice to meet you. There's nod. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, when mm-hmm. Madame. Uh, led the guy away, he dropped the knife on the floor. Okay. Any interest in it? Yeah, sure. I'm going to pick it up. Okay. Looking at it. Mm-hmm. There's dried blood on it. It appears to just be a, yeah, filleting knife. There's a bit of dried blood on it, plus some fresh blood from Mr. Tanaka. Hmm. So I'm going to look around if there's like a kitchen or little area to just place it, or the bar, I guess. I'll take it to the bar. Mm-hmm, Sure. And I'll uh, be like, here, you should wrap this up in something. Yeah, they, they get a towel out, yeah. they take it, they wrap it up. Like, I don't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be laying around on the floor. Like, yeah. Like, so I put my shoe back on. <laughs> so the, the bartender... Trying to, like, brush my hair a little bit. So. Yeah, the bartender uh, says, uh, can I make you a drink? Absolutely. <laughs> that was pretty heroic there. Hmm. I've been in a couple of scrapes, and so I know my way around a shoe. <laughs> so he starts, uh, you know, shaking up a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madame de Tucson reemerges, and she <laughs> says, All right, everyone, I am so sorry about all that. He's going to sleep it off. I'm, like, thinking, sleep what off? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, um... Where's Anna and Lucas? So yeah, so they're they're talking along with uh, Emilio. Okay, so I'm gonna rush up to them. Okay, and so uh, yeah, so they're all chattering, of course, and and Emilio's you know saying like, "Well, are are you sure you're okay?" And and Anna's like, "Oh yes, I think so. I it was a terrible shock, but I'm 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 fine. I'm fine. You know." And Emilio's like, "Well, I I should hope so. Your audition is tomorrow night, you know." It'd be terrible if something happened to your voice. And Amelia nods emphatically, and she says, Absolutely, I, I was terrified. That was really weird. He was very strange, like looking at Lucas. Yeah, Lucas nods like, yeah, I know. Very strange. Hmm. But you're doing okay? Do you want a drink? I would love one. So uh, you, Amelia, and Anna go back to the bar. So your mm-hmm. cocktail's ready. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, two more ordered up. And, um, you know, just talking a little bit more, like, oh, thank goodness, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Get the drinks. Cheers. Clinky, clinky, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, 
And then uh, as you're sipping your drink, you see uh, Madame de Tisson is in a what appears to be a private conversation with Lucas. They're off in a little corner somewhere, and they're having a little hunched shoulder huddle. Hmm. Mm. I feel like I've horned in on enough conversations mm-hmm. this evening. Okay. So I'm just talking to Anna and saying, you know, we're just kind of rehashing. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Much rehashment. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, eventually you look back over and you see Lucas seems to have concluded his conversation. And How then, does he look? Um, he actually looks kind of pleased. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe some money. Maybe, um... Give me a uh, psychology one. Money. Uh, make it with a hard success. Wow. Wait, extreme? Wait, let me see. Uh, no. Two away from extreme. Okay. Um, um, but, but I'm looking at Lucas, and I'm just kind of wondering, like... So you know him pretty well. You know him well enough to see that his anxiety about Anna's performance has been replaced with a nervous sense of excitement. Hmm. So I'll walk up to him. So he gives you a little smile and a nod. What's going on? Oh, just, uh, just glad that, uh, Anna made it through. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That was, that was quite the, uh, quite the alarming moment. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder how that guy got up here. I don't know. He seemed to know the place. And Madame seemed to know him, so... Hmm. He had yeah. a very strange appearance. Oh, how so? His face was very odd. Yes? He had a weird line around his face. A line? Yeah, and I look at the wall of masks. Uh. Yeah, it was just weird. Hmm. I haven't seen Scar like that. Interesting. It's almost as though, like... His face was—I don't know—and I keep drinking my drink. And at that point, uh, Madame de Tisson moves out into the middle of the room, and she says, "Well, I don't know about all of you, but I think I am done for the evening. Oh, so out you go, my darlings. Shoo, shoo. Why does she suddenly sound German? I don't know. Uh, she's really tired. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, she she lost her she French let it accent. Slip. <laughs> <laughs> People are too drunk to notice. Yeah. Huh. Well, that was a short party. Well, it was interrupted by a knife-wielding maniac, so... Still, there's no need. You should always, like... Okay, so I'm like, I know where we can go next. Okay. Yeah. All right, so, so you're going to head out on the yeah, town. absolutely. Okay. I'm not going to waste this look on, like, 45 <laughs> minutes at a party, like... <laughs> and, like, a date that didn't turn out very well. Uh, indeed. Annoyed. All right, so you tie one on, mm-hmm. and you get in around, uh, you know, four in the morning. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, and uh, you crash in your room, mm-hmm. and um, the next thing you know, there's like some some urgent knocking penetrating your foggy brain. Mm-hmm. I go to the door. All right, so you stumble out mm-hmm. into the common room. Yeah, I'm wearing, like, a like a shift. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My hair's just kind of crazy. I'm yeah, like, yeah. No makeup. Right. And, uh, and the, the knocking is still going on. I'm moving. All the way up until you open the door. Yeah. So there's a, a scrawny uh, boy. 
uh, who's the one, what was knocking. Why are you doing that? What do you want? And he says, oh, terribly sorry to interrupt you. I, I, I didn't think anyone would still be asleep at this hour, but... What do you want? Oh, I just have this uh, package I'm supposed to deliver. And, uh, and you see, you know, for the first time, he's actually holding this parcel, you know. Like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. Um, to uh, the concerned young gentleman who lives here, is that you? Excuse me? That's who I was instructed to deliver it to. Yes, fine. And so I just give him a coin and take the package and close the door in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he has more to say. Uh, well, the door has been closed okay, in his no, face. no. no, no. no. The door has been closed in his face. All right, so you have this... I'm hungover and you are hungover. happy. Absolutely. That's perfectly reasonable. <sighs> so um, you have this parcel in your hand. I don't like feeling like I get penalized for playing my character. You're not being penalized. <laughs> so I'm seeing this package. What yep. does it look like? Well, it's, um, you know, it's about maybe 18 inches square, maybe a little larger than that, 20 inches, 24 inches, whatever. That's huge. Yeah. Two by two feet by two feet. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty big. Was it wrapped? Is there a? It's wrapped in butcher paper and is twine. There, is there a? It's a, Is it addressed to anyone? No. Nope. I didn't order this. I'm thinking, <laughs> staring at it. Yeah. I'm just gonna put it on the table. I'm gonna go back to bed. <laughs> so there's um there's like a chalkboard that you have in the okay. you know in yeah. the in the kitchen nook. So I'll be like where people s- write. You know, so, so I write package for concerned young man in quotes. <laughs> well, as you as you walk over to that, you see that there's already two messages on the oh. chalkboard. Okay. So uh, one is from Lucas, mm. and uh, it says that um, he's been summoned to his father's law firm and won't be back before lunch. Uh oh. And you glance at the mantelpiece clock, and it's you know nine thirty. Oh, only nine thirty. Yep. Not happy. Not happy. No. And then the other one is from Anna saying she has left. Uh, she has gone for a long walk to clear her head, and didn't want to wake you because you were sleeping so peacefully. I'm not gonna go for a walk at like six a.m. after two hours of sleep. That's not happening. <laughs> so Obviously, gonna, it's nerves. So I'm gonna write down on the chalkboard "package for concerned young man" in quotes, mm-hmm. and uh, put my initials. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm gonna just go back to bed. So as you're writing that, you hear the sound of keys in the door. So I turn to look. All right. It is uh, none other than your housekeeper, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Michnik, Mm. uh, coming in because Mm. it's Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. It's time to clean the apartment. Mm -mm. So she she comes in. She sees you. You know, she's like, oh, what's your last name again? Uh, Muller. Herr Muller. Glad to see you. Mm. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm very tired. Are you now? Yes, we were out very late last night, so. Oh, that's not good for your health, you know. I'm aware. That's why I'm trying to get some more sleep. Well, if you don't mind, um, there's a strange man outside the building. What? Well, he kind of, I don't know, some kind of uh, vagrant. What? He had the evil eye, and he smelled really bad. And well, um, I mean, that sounds like a normal person walking down the street around here. Well, he was loitering, though. I told him I was going to call the police, and he cleared off. All right, so can I look out the window mm-hmm. to see down to the street v- yeah. level? Yeah, give me a spot hidden roll. Okay. Oh, I'm going to spend luck on this. All right. Seven. Okay. Okay. 
All right. So you uh, you you walk over to the the tall. You know, this is like a classic uh, Berlin style apartment with very high ceilings and big you know picture windows. Yeah. So uh, so you walk over and you pull the you pull the curtain aside. Mm-hmm. You look out. And at first, you're pretty sure there's no one out there apart from just some, you know, car going down the street. Mm-hmm. But then you see, yeah, oh, there is a guy down at the corner, and he does look pretty raggedy. And mm. he's, he's kind of watching your building. It could be for anybody. Mm. What, what, did he say anything to you? No. It's weird. Well, sometimes there's vagrants who walk around here. Mm-hmm. It could be for anybody. This is a big building. Certainly. Ugh. All right. Well, let me know before you leave, and I'll walk down with you. Of course. Yeah. I need to. I need to get some sleep. Okay. So I like take some of my linens. Actually, make a con roll. Oh. I am twenty-two. Yeah, I make it. Okay. Yeah. So I not, think you're not well, that bad. I'm, at all. I'm actually feeling pretty good. Yeah. So doing all that and, like, the adrenaline's kind of caught up to me in terms of, like, opening the door, like, waking uh-huh. up out of a sound sleep, mm-hmm. and then being told, there's a weird guy down there. Like, I'm like, okay, let me get ready. Right. So what I'll usually wear, like, in my days off is really super simple, mm. like men's clothes, mm-hmm. you know, dress shirt, uh, kind of similar to what Anna was wearing. So, mm-hmm. like, trousers, dress shirt, sweater vest, slick my hair back, wash my face, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I'm just going to get ready for the day. Cool. You do so. I'm going to sleep through this whole adventure, I promise you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Two days later, your roommates never came back. Oh, all right. Yeah. Back to my life. Fair Wee. enough. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> I'm getting ready for my next gig. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to play a drag queen in Berlin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, um. Once you're ready, where do you go? Um, I'm going to go down to a cafe, mm-hmm. but I'm going to walk down to where this dude is. Okay. So, you know, it takes you, whatever, however long to... Um... Why is the musical creepy? Oh, I don't know. Why is the musical creepy? <laughs> so it takes you a little while to, uh, you know, kind of get ready and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then you walk on down to mm-hmm. the street. Yes. Okay. So uh, your local cafe is the Continental Bodega Company. Oh, cool. I love it there. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so it's just a few, a couple blocks walk, mm-hmm. but you make sure to walk in the direction. Yeah, so I'm seeing this guy. Does no, you're not. Be... Oh, As soon gone? as you get back out on the street, he's gone. All right, well, I'm going to go back right up because I told her that I would walk with her down. Yeah, yeah. You know, after she was done. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm just going to pick up some coffee, drink a little bit, and then go back up to my... Okay, flat. all right. So you walk over to the <laughs> Continental Bodega. Right. Which is uh, done up in kind of a Spanish style, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know have a seat out on the uh, mm-hmm. sidewalk, and then the the uh, waiter comes over, takes your order, goes back inside. Mm-hmm. Um, do you read the newspaper yeah, or sure. anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so you're checking out mm-hmm. the paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite unexpectedly, there's a sound of the other chairs at the table being drawn back. I look. It is none other than Mr. Tanaka. Oh. And two other gentlemen, also Japanese. Oh. Give me a spot in roll. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. No way. No. 
No, nope. right. okay. of course, when so it counts. Both. I never, I'm never helpful. They all have a seat. God damn it. They all have a seat. And, 97. Uh, I rolled a 97. Oh, a fumble. Is that a fumble? That is a fumble. Nin- like 96 I'll... to 100 is a fumble. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, great. So I fumbled. All right. So I'm so nervous. Yeah. Because I'm weirded out. Yeah. Because I'm hoping he doesn't recognize me. Right. <laughs> at all. So yeah. I'm trying to cover up myself so yeah. that I wouldn't see anything. <laughs> You're, like, still keeping the paper up. Uh, like, first I, like, I'm, I'm like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so then I'm, like, covering. So I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but then, but then that causes a scene, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. All right, so then you lower it again. Uh-huh. Okay. So he's he's looking at you and he says, "Excuse me, I'm terribly sorry to interrupt." And at this point, the coffee arrives. Yeah, I just have and, my eyebrows raised. And then and then he, he waves the waiter off. None for me, thank you. Um. Wait, they're all at my table. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were at another table. No, no, they sat down with you. Oh, yeah. that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yes, I'm even more weirded out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yes. Are you one of the residents that number such and such so and so gives your address basically? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you receive a parcel this morning? Mm-hmm. I see. Well then. Um. He leans in and he says, um, "You wouldn't mind handing that over to me, would you?" It wasn't addressed to anybody in our... Ah, uh, well, you see. <laughs> and so he, he turns to the other two guys and says something in Japanese, and they both, like, give these mirthless laughs, like... <laughs> and he turns back to me and he says, Yes, of course, it's, it's a mix-up. It's a mistake. Uh, that, pack, that parcel was intended for me. Why would they come to the apartment? I've never... You're not, you don't live in our building. That is too true, but uh, who's to say? These kind of things happen all the time. Are you living in the apartment nearby? Where I live is of no concern of yours. Now, shall we walk back and get the parcel? How would you even know that it can't, like, how, I, this seems strange to me. So I'm just drinking my coffee. Mm-hmm. This seems weird to me. Very fishy. So uh, he, he leans back and says something in Japanese to the other guys again. <laughs> at which point one of the guys uh, unbuttons his, his jacket and just kind of casually leans back enough that you can see the the handle of a holstered pistol. Is Tanaka, is so, so Tanaka, you said he leaned back. Uh-huh. Is his arm, like, where he's sitting, is his arm the one that has the cut on it? Um, is that closest to me? He's wearing a jacket, but you can see there is a slight bulge where some bandages probably are. Yeah. But I would know the arm. Yes, I you would. Yeah. So uh-huh. is that an arm closest to me? Yeah. Is there a way that I can just, like, run away from, like, I want to see if I could just, like, I want to distract him with the pain. Uh-huh. I'm just, like, gripping that wound and yeah. just running for it. Sure. Okay. Yeah, you're out on a little terrace. So, okay, I didn't yeah. know if there was like a little gated area around the cafe. No, it's just, it's just like, it's open. yeah, it's just like okay. tables on the so sidewalk. I'm, so they're just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the stupid laughter. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to down the rest of my coffee. <laughs> like, yeah, drink it. Exactly. And set it down. Yep. And then I'm going to grab his arm that's yeah. injured yeah. and I'm going to just wrench it. <laughs> <laughs> and then run away. All right. So he's he's not really expecting that because he yeah. doesn't he doesn't know that you know. Uh-huh. But I am going to still ask for a brawling Absolutely. roll just to see yeah. how effective you are. I'm just doing too many fight moves. I, I need to do my psychology. Oh, uh, I didn't technically do it yet. All right. That's what I want to do. Okay. So you finish your coffee and you're like, if I grab his arm, I could do that. But then you think better of it. Oh, I know. Okay. 
well, yeah. So, so I think he's doing this because he doesn't know me. Mm. Like, he thinks he doesn't know, like, we don't know each other. Yeah. Like, I don't, but I know who he is. Right. You have the advantage. So I'm going to just say, so I'm going to use psychology. Mm. I'm mm. learning. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to look him in the eye. Yeah. And I'm going to say, mm, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I want to distract him. And I want to, like, um, surprise him and kind of, like, scramble his brains a little bit. Okay. So that way he might not be as, I mean, these two guys are definitely, like, on a mission. But if they see him, like, kind of, flab- like, distracted or flummoxed, yeah. they might, it might kind of weird them out, too. Okay. So I'm going to look at him dead in the eye. Okay. And I'll be like, do you want to dance? Ooh, nice. Uh-huh. Okay, so that definitely takes him aback. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do with it? I'm just waiting to see what he does. Okay. Um, what's your intended outcome? Just, again, like I said, like I want to just kind of, you know, and I could just get up and walk away instead of running away. Mm. Okay. Very good. So. Um, and do these guys seem like they speak German? Um, hard to say. So I'll say it in, I'm saying in German, obviously, yeah. I don't speak Japanese. He's speaking yeah. in German to me. Yeah, yeah. So I say that to him in German. Okay. Um, so. Just to kind of like stop give him me in his a, tracks. Give me a charm roll. Charm? Do charm, oh, yeah. Oh, instead of like, I wanted to do psychology. Psychology is more to read other people. Oh, okay. Charm is like, act on it. Uh, I'm using luck for that, so. <laughs> okay. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so I make it. Okay. So, um, so he is indeed, you know, taken aback and given pause. He recognizes me, maybe. You can see the gears turning. Yeah. And my then, eyes, at least. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. And so then you get up uh-huh. and you, uh, begin. I just, I'm very, like, I'm folding the paper. I'm like, you know, I'm cleaning my mouth with yeah. my napkin, putting that down, folding up the paper to yeah. take with me, yeah. Yeah. pushing the chair in, you know, like just trying to very slowly get out of there. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm just thinking he's just like, Ugh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. So, so as you're getting up, just surprised. Yeah. So uh, as you're getting up, he says, uh, he says, not, not just yet, Fraulein, but perhaps someday, <laughs> we will have that dance. It would be a shame, though, if anything were to happen to your friend Lucas or Madame de Tisson in the meantime. I don't care about Madame Tisson. I don't know her. really don't care. Lucas, on the other hand, what's in that box? He is meddling with things he does not understand. It would go well for him if he simply gave us what we require. So I'm worried. Like, this was worries me. Mm-hmm. And then the political piece, too, is weird. Yeah. Like, there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. And I don't care about Madame, whatever. Right. But I do care about Lucas. I don't want him in danger. Right. And so I saw him and the Madame talking. Mm-hmm. It seemed weird. Mm-hmm. But not normal. Not, not too weird. Mm-hmm. So I say... So I say, okay. I'm like, look. I don't want to see you again after I give you this. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll go get it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So off I go. Okay. So you can follow me. I don't care. No, yeah, they'll, they'll go with you. Okay. So, but I don't want them in the apartment. All right. So you get back to the steps, or to the yeah. entrance to the apartment, mm-hmm. and they make like they're going to come with you. No. Only Mr. Tanaka. 
Oh, even then? Yeah. I don't want the two guys. Okay. I don't want the two guys there. Just for collateral. So, make a fast talk roll. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. So Tanaka says, I'm afraid that is most impossible. Whatever. Come on, let's go. Okay. So we go. Mm-hmm. All right. So you uh, go back up to the second floor, go to your apartment. Uh, Tanaka and the, the goons are going to wait outside yeah, the, the hall. Yeah, don't. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'll be right out. All right. So you walk in and. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Mitchnick has left. Okay. But there's no sign of the package. Damn it. She fucking cleaned this shit. Damn it. So I'm looking around. All right. You can see that the door to Lucas's bedroom is closed. It was open earlier. Knock on the door. All right. From inside, you hear Lucas's voice. Go away. I'm busy. I don't think so. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. He says, damn it. Klaus. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Klaus. You don't even know my name. <laughs> Not like Claudia Klaus. Um, damn it, Klaus, leave me alone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to bust the door open. All right, so... No, actually, I have locksmith. So, wait, what would I be using to bash the door in? Strength? Strength. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try to I'm gonna try to shoulder it in. Did you try the door? Oh, I did. Oh, no, I didn't. Try it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just assuming it's locked. I'm going to try the knob. It's not locked. Oh, I'm going to open it then. Okay. Be like, come on. All right. It's just me. Uh, also, give me a luck roll, please. No, my luck is greatly reduced. I fail. <laughs> Damn it. All right, so you um, you open the door, mm-hmm. and um, you see uh, Lucas. He's standing at his, you know, uh, vanity or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, the, I'm picturing it's a mirror over a dresser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. The box, the parcel has been opened. Um, and there was a box inside of the, the paper wrapping. Mm-hmm. And you see some, some slips of paper, you know, like fallen on the floor because he like opened it so quickly, you know. And he's holding something in his hands. Uh, it's like a bowl-shaped mm-hmm. object of some mm-hmm. kind, you know. And he's kind of like holding it in front of him, and so. Um, God damn. So Aquarius. <laughs> so coming in, he he he, you know, looks at you angrily, and he, and he says, he says, "Hey, a little privacy, please." What are you doing? What are you doing, just barging in here? Look, I saw you talking to Madame last night. You saw that crazy dude that ran into the friggin' party. I'm just concerned that she is a strange person and she doesn't have our best interest at heart. She's suspicious to me. All right. It's so, just a weird feeling I have. So as, as you're saying that, uh, you hear the front door open. Damn it. And you hear Anna's voice. Oh, no. And she says, hello, is anyone here? Yeah. Who are these men out in the hall? We're in here. Come on in. And uh, and Lucas says, no, don't come in. And he, and he rushes over and he, he kind of like shoulders you aside and he slams the door of uh, of his bedroom. Am I? Did he leave the bedroom? No. So you're We're you're both, both in there, and so, so then and then you the mask or where, where's the bowl? The bowl. Yeah. Well, you can see now that it is indeed a mask. Yeah. Um. And and he's holding it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, just I assumed it was a mask. Oh, I, I'm not trying to 
conceal that from you at all. Um, so he's holding on to this. I want to try to grab it. Okay. So, and yeah, you, you hear Anna like, what's going on? You know, like she's very upset, you know. Um, okay, so you're going to try and grab it away from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's fighting. <laughs> Again, oh, yeah. God damn it. I mean, this is what I, this is what I don't like. You're a like, brawler. I, by nature, brawler, unfortunately. Brawler by nature. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, 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 wait, wait. So he's all freaking out, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I would like to grab it from him. Mm-hmm. Kind of joking, like, oh, just give me, just let me look at it. All right, you're going to make, oh, okay. That's, let me look at it. All right, well, that actually would be more of a dex roll then. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, I'm trying to turn it into a game. Yeah, yeah. I fail, of course. Okay, good, wow. good. I just, I, I don't understand this. <laughs> I'm tired of this already. Oh, my God. Tired of what? Rolling failing. Oh, like rolling failing. Yes. All right, so. Um, it gets old very fast. All right, so you, you, you sort of <laughs> playfully try to grab it from him. Yes, yeah, so I'm like, come on. Yeah, and and so he, like, pulls I, it back, you know. And I keep trying to go for it. Okay. I'm so tiny compared yeah, to him. Yeah, I know, right. All right, so, so on the second attempt, that would be more of a brawling roll. Oh, really? Because the stakes are, you higher. know, like, higher, yeah. Uh, okay. Go for it. Dice. Yep. Nope. Okay. None of these dice are doing what I need. Okay. I have, like, five different sets, like, that I'm rotating, <laughs> and none of them are helping. <laughs> so I'm not successful. All right. So, um, let's see here. As usual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Mm, yes, go ahead. Do I know if there's something in this room that he finds very precious? Um, oh, sure, of course. Okay, what is it? Uh, things that he would find precious. Oh, well, like his... Uh, Sketches? His, his um, sketching... Like, he, he has a little wallet with his charcoals in so it. So I stuff. know where that is. Yeah, yeah. I grab the wallet. Okay. I'm, like, <laughs> holding it outside the window <laughs> to throw it into the street. All right, so meanwhile, Anna's, like, knocking at the door. Uh-huh. She's like, Lucas, Klaus, let me in. What is going on? Why are you fighting? Who are those men in the hall? So I'm holding the wallet out of the window. Okay. Like, I will throw these out. All right. And so, I don't care. So Lucas is like, I can't believe you're doing this. How dare you? How dare you? This is how important it is. That's, whatever that is, it's not good. It doesn't feel right. I'm surprised at you. You pick up on stuff all the time. And, like, I'm picking up on this weird energy from this thing. I don't know what it is. It's a weird feeling. It's just, it's an intuitive feeling that I'm feeling. And the fact that you don't feel it either, it's really freaking me out. So I'm like holding the things over the. Give thing. me a uh, hmm. Give me a fast talk roll. Oh god. Oh, uh, fail by nine. Ooh. I hate this. This is this is why. This is why. <laughs> this is why I'd rather play it in a group setting. This is. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's just no. But you know me. I have notoriously bad luck on uh, rolls. It's true. It's know? true. So it's just like anything I need to succeed. Is like, just look at this. Is it, look at failure is just another way to advance the story. I know. The I know. The story that. is going in its own direction. I absolutely agree with that. But yeah. it's Just it would be nice to succeed once. Well, that's obviously not the story that wants to be told. Ever for me. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> so you so, succeed enough in life, baby. You don't need to succeed in a game. I don't know about that. So, <laughs> so I think like I think maybe okay. So I fail. Yes. So you're responsible for creating that failure or whatever you do. Or can I share well, what I think? Uh, sure. Go for it. 
I think I think the wallet does fall out of my hand accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get a luck roll actually for that. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I made it! Yay! (laughs) I shamed my dice into succeeding. You did. Okay, so yeah, so you're you're holding the wallet out, and Lucas kind of rushes forward, like, please, please, stop, fine, fine, you know, and uh, and then you almost drop the wallet. But you almost drop the wallet because you hear Anna scream. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh. And so, so yeah, Lucas spins around as well. Okay. There's a moment of hesitation. No, we go. Out, we have to go out and help her. You're rushing out. Yeah. Okay. God damn it. All right. No, no, actually, no, I don't. Oh. Because where's the where's this mask that he's holding? Is he still holding he's it? He's holding it. Yeah. All right. So he's distracted. Can I take advantage of that distraction to grab it out of his hand? Absolutely. I'm gonna do that. Okay. All right. Um, he just can't have that thing. All right, so you grab it out of his hand. He oh. he barely notices because he is going to run to the door. Right. right. So I have it. All right, so you grab the mask. He runs forward. He opens the door. He's barely got it halfway open, and the gunshot rings out. <gasps> oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> All right. Fortunately, it just splinters the door jam. Oh, my God! But, of course, he... You know, ducks back. All right. And then you hear, you know, Anna scream again. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run out the door. If I oh, can. really? Yeah. Ooh, that's very brave of you. Yeah, I know. All right, so uh, the door. You hear the front door slam. Okay. I'm okay. holding the stupid thing. You're holding the stupid thing. You run. You rush. You rush out the uh, the front. You know, rush out into the common room. Uh-huh. Lucas grabs you and he says, "Are you crazy? They have a gun." I don't care. All right, so he's like, he's trying to hold you back. No, let go of me. Klaus, you're going to get yourself killed. I don't care. All right, so let's do a quick... Uh, strength? Um, yeah, okay. we'll do a post strength. Ah, uh, yeah, 38 out of 50. I rolled a zero one, which is a critical success. <laughs> go on. Go on. <laughs> God damn it. All right, so what's this mask? Because okay, so I'm holding this mask. Yeah, so what? so so he's he's like grabbed you and like ah. you know twisted uh, twisted up your jacket so like you just can't move. You know. So what does this thing feel like it's made out of? It's por- It's definitely porcelain. I'm gonna throw it against the wall. You're you're holding you're holding the the outside of it. Yeah. You can see the inside of it. It's uh-huh. like kind of rough and actually looks a little like resinous and sticky. Ew, gross. And uh, you're guessing it's like some kind of Japanese mask. I'm gonna throw it against the wall. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. So, is that throw? <laughs> make a throw roll. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to decide if Lucas would have a, a moment to react to that or not. I don't know about that. He's grabbing me. I did get a zero one. To grab me. Yeah. So I'm gonna give him. Does he get? Does that mean he gets two moves? I'm gonna give him a dex roll. It doesn't give him two moves. Um. It's just like his. I'm. I'm just testing his. his how quick his reaction is. Uh huh. So so you you move your arm back to throw it, and he says, "No, you fool!" I'm doing it. And he says, "That means Anna's life." What are you talking about? They want the mask. I know. So we have to give them the mask to get Anna back, or they will kill her. Who? The men who just took her. She's gone. So she's gone. So I don't realize she's gone. <laughs> so I realize, like, she's gone. She's not here. Yeah. What the hell? What the hell is this? So I, so I, I like, kind of wrench away from him. Yeah. What, what is all this? 
so at this point, everything that just happened over the last five minutes sort of catches up, and he sinks down onto the couch and puts his head in his hands, and he says, I don't know. I thought it would help her. I was trying to help her. In what way? It's a... It's... Madame de Tisson gave me the mask. She said that if Anna put the mask on before her audition, it would help her to pass the audition. It would give her the confidence she needed. Oh, hell no. So I say... So I say... (laughs) Or the German equivalent thereof. Yeah, yeah. So I do that. (laughs) So I I say... I say... So I'm kind of putting these pieces together, right? Yeah. So I'm holding this mask. I'm looking at it. Mm -hmm. Like, what does the front of it look like? Because I saw the gross back of it. Yeah, so you flip it over. Uh And um, it's just like this... um, Here, let me get the description here. So so basically it's a it's like a smooth porcelain mask with like this cherubic somewhat androgynous mm-hmm. uh face. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you've seen these kind of masks before mm-hmm. in museums and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like some kind of Japanese theatrical mask okay. probably. So I'm just like hmm. Yeah, it's very nondescript. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go back into Lucas's room. I'm going to put the mask in the box. Okay. I'm going to close it all up. Yep. I'm going to get this box. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to come out with the box, and I'm going to say, Anna can do this under her own merit. And it'll mean more to her if she does it without this, whatever the fuck this is. So Lucas looks up, and he says, when you came into my room, I was about to put it on. Why? Why would you put it on? Well, it's just what Madame de Tisson said. It's like you put the mask on, and you can become whatever you want. You can become the ideal version of yourself. You can become something other than what you are. So I'm going to... Oh, my God. So I'm going to... Um, <laughs> You're like, really? Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch. My makeup skills are perfect. I get to put a mask on every night, and I transform myself without That's any right. of this friggin' mask nonsense. So I'm going to... So he's sitting on the couch? Yeah. Okay, so he's... What's his size? He's taller than me, right? He's bigger than me. I'm, just, um, I'm trying to picture this, like, cinematically. Oh, sure, of course. Um, like, he's sitting there, because I think he's probably, like, taller. A little he's, taller. he's a little tall. Yeah, he's size 60, so... Okay, so he's yeah. taller than me, yeah. and so I think we're kind of a little bit where I can... I can gently... Oh, dare I do this? I'm going to touch his face. Ooh. And I'm going to say, like, sweetheart, you are the ideal version of you. Ooh, Nice. Make a charm roll with a bonus die. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's an extra d10, correct? Uh, tens die, yeah. yeah. Tens die. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wait, no. I didn't roll the tens. Okay. That's why you said tens. Yes, that's why I said tens. Uh-huh. I rolled two a d10. Uh-huh. As usual. Yep. I make it! Okay. Yay! Cool. With a 42 out of 60. Okay, so I touch his face and I say that. All right, so he looks up at you, and he looks oh, like he's, God. like, on the verge of tears, you know. Oh, my God. And he says, I'm so sorry. It's it's not your fault. Who were those men? They wanted the mask. I was trying to... They, I talked to one of them at the party last night. One of them was at the party? Yes. So maybe Madame de Tisson knows who they are. Probably, yeah. Okay, she we have to get in. We have to get in contact with them. Okay. Because yeah, I don't care about the mask. They can have it. I yeah. just want Anna back. That's what I was saying. Okay. So so yeah, let's go to her place. Okay. All right, let's go. All right. So 
Was there a moment? Do we have a moment? There was a moment. Oh, there was absolutely a moment. Good. Okay, good. Uh-huh. So tie up the box. Like, uh-huh. I'll, whatever the paper, I'll tie it up with the string. And then, I'll, ooh, the yeah. mask is creepy. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so I'm going to, uh, ooh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to tie it up with the string. Yeah. And then we're going to go to the hotel. Okay. All right. So we're going. All right. So, um, uh, taxi or streetcar? What do you want to do? <laughs> you want to you get a streetcar with a haunted mask? Hell no. <laughs> no, I don't even want to get a taxi with a haunted mask. How far <laughs> is it, like, in terms of walking? It's quite a ways. Yeah, it's probably You'd have to about, walk through the park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's very a much so. Way. Yeah, it's a bit of a ways. A bit of a hike. Yeah, one to two. Uh, yeah, it's two. Okay, yeah, taxi then. <laughs> taxi? Yeah. <laughs> with a haunted mask. Because right. it's always worked out really well for mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so yeah. So you you somewhat nervously uh, pass the taxi ride with this mask in the box. We're holding like, it, but I think I might. Is he still really upset? He's kind of pulling it together. He is. Yeah. Can I touch the top of his hand? Sure. All right. Is he okay with that? He's okay with it. Oh. I got look. I'm still living my life. There's this crazy mask fuckery, but it'll be over soon. soon as we, and then, yeah, and then eventually, you know, I just gotta. I'm paving the way to a relationship with this guy. Like, been working on it. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I have goals. I don't. My life as this character isn't just in this like whack ass adventure. Like they have a whole life just like Lucas and Anna have their own lives. Yep. Like I'm not like I have my own goals, my own personal life goals, just like as we all do. When something chaotic is happening to us, we still have our needs, wants, desires, hopes, expectations. So I'm still I'm playing that up. It really makes you think. <laughs> Thanks. I'll thank you for coming to your tech TED talk. You know what? Um. I did not even get started with my PowerPoint presentation. How dare you? Okay. Okay. But that's what makes the that's what makes the game fun. Yeah, yeah. There's there's stakes. Yeah. As it turns out. Is there steak? There may be steak later. Yes. Excellent. Um, <laughs> play your cards right. Yeah, there will be steak. All right. There will be steak. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> Okay. Okay. So. Alright, so you, you get to the hotel. Awkward. I'm you touching get, his hand. You touch his hand. There's a moment. Ooh, you get to the hotel. Another moment? Another moment? Slight electricity, perhaps, in the touch. Alright, so you get to the hotel. Yes. Alright. Can we go up there and just drop you this go thing up, off, right? And bingo, you know, bingo, we're done. Bingo, bang. She, she knows this, this Tanaka guy. She probably, you know, she invited him to her party. She, she probably knows, knows who to call, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, you set up a little exchange. Totally. Okay, so you get off the elevator on the top floor, right? And uh, you begin to walk down the tastefully appointed hallway. Begin. <laughs> well, you don't make it very far when you realize that apartment door is wide open. Oh, here we go. Brace yourself, I say to Lucas. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So uh, you walk into the apartment. Uh, it is still showing uh, all the detritus from the party the night before, you know, uh, the litter and the, you know, just general dishevelment. Um, But it's even more disheveled because you see that the mask wall is completely bare. Every single mask has been pulled down from the wall 
and either cast aside or even thrown to the ground and shattered. That's not good. So there's a lot of, like, you know, broken ceramics on the floor. Things belong in a museum. That's right. Actually, they need to be (laughs) brought back to the community. Returned to the people they were stolen from. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can make a psychology roll. Uh-oh. I don't make it by eight. Okay. That's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> so okay. I'm like, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking around, and so I'll say Madame uh, Tisson, right? Yep. Calling out for yeah. No response. So I'm going to go back. She went into like a bedroom area, right? Yeah. So I'm going right. to go back where that was, where I think that was, uh-huh. to see if there's anyone around. Okay. No, it's just completely vacant. So you open the door to the boudoir. And you see a pair of uh, feet sticking oh. out from the far side of the bed, lying on the floor. Those look like her feet? Probably her feet, yes. I'll move They're closer. They're very bird-like. What? <laughs> Remember she was painfully thin? Oh, that's so, right. <laughs> yeah. There's no shoes on them or slippers or anything? Uh, a slipper is on one of them. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh-oh. So I look to see. All right, you cross over. You look down, and yeah, sure enough, she's lying inert, on the ground, there's a pool of blood soaking into the Persian carpet <gasps> beneath her. Oh, no. Does um, it look like a... How is she... It looks like there was a struggle. The The, the bedclothes are all disarrayed, and then she's in, uh, you know, nightgown and, and robe, and it's just, you know, kind of all, all over the place, and there's blood soaked through on the back. Does it like look like there was a gunshot wound or a stabbing or what? Um, you can give me a first aid roll. I don't have first aid. Well, you have a default. Um, and I make. Wow. Cool. Of course. Like, hmm, suddenly become this forensic specialist. Yeah. Well, CSI music like a gunshot starts playing. Wound entered in here and it never left. Actually, what you see is, um, yeah, there's uh, what looks like a stab wound on her back. But it's a it's a pretty whatever stabbed her was a pretty wide blade. It's like a it three wasn't inch. Like the knife it wasn't was... the filleting knife, no. So it's like a three inch wide blade, probably. So I'm kind of like staring at her body. Yeah. I'm kind of tripping out. Yeah. Like it's really freaking me out. Yeah. And uh, I'll leave the room. It's just really like I just have a chill. Do me like, uh, all the way from the arches of my feet all the way through my body. Yeah, actually, speaking of that, <gasps> give, give me a sanity roll. No. Having found a, a corpse. I make it. Okay, great. So yeah, it's just, it's just it's a, a chill, a chill that runs up and down your spine. Oh god. Um, let me just do Ugh, one. I'm feeling nauseous. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me just do one supplementary roll here. Okay. Oh, wow. Jeez. All of my rolls for Lucas, I'm on fire. I rolled a 0-2 on that one. So Lucas (laughs) (laughs) Lucas was kind of standing back. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And and he goes, oh, no. I don't think that's the only body in this room. I'm looking around. So he's looking. you You look over and see his gaze is locked on a steamer trunk that's over near the vanity. Her, oh. her vanity, what? and uh, and the lid slightly open because there's a hand that's just slightly protruding oh, out. Oh, what is it? Does it look like a what kind of? It's hand? a man's hand. It's uh, dirty. So I look at I look disheveled. at Lucas and I'm like, it's the man from last night. And Lucas goes, I think you're right. So let's open it up and see. <laughs> All 
All right, so you, you open the lid. And uh, I, will, I will need another sanity roll, please. No. I fail. Okay. Um, let's just see how much sanity you lose before I describe. All right, you only lose two points. Uh, but you do utter a, a shrill uh, <laughs> cry of surprise. Ah! <laughs> because... There's a face staring back up at you, and it is almost completely skinless. So it's the eye sockets. Just, just okay. these these bulging eyes and their sockets, and, uh, and yeah, like exposed muscle and uh, lipid layer. I run out of the room. Yeah. Terrified. Yeah. I mean, you did lose sanity, so you said you were feeling nauseous. I probably walk, run out of the room and start puking. Yeah, and puke into Still the punch bowl. Still holding this goddamn box. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, were you holding it? Yeah. Okay. All right, let me see how Lucas did on that. Oh, yeah, he failed as well. Oh, no. He's so sensitive. Uh, I know, he's such a sensitive lad. Ooh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Well, maybe this will show that masks are just stupid. All right, well, he failed his intelligence roll, so he does oh, not good. go crazy. Oh, thank God. But, yeah, he, he also is just, like, screaming, and he, he is, like, backed up against the far wall of the boudoir and he's just like paralyzed and with terror okay so after I've puked I can still hear him screaming yeah so I run in to grab his arm to pull him out of the room alright so he immediately responds to that and you both run the hell out of there so we leave yeah running back down just running out of this house this uh, house of terror okay Mm-hmm. so trying to make sense of all this uh huh uh, <laughs> and um, now terrified because Anna's missing. Yep. And we don't know where she is. Yep. We don't know how to get in touch with the Tanaka dude. Yep. Don't know where he's staying or anything. Yep. And I, I don't know what to do. So I'm panicked. Okay. All right. Um, so Lucas is oh, as well. Lucas. What? What? I just had a moment of clarity. Tanaka was talking to a scholar. He was wearing a blue tie, a blue bow tie. Yes. Do you know who that was? Oh, God. Yes, I was briefly introduced to him. Um, he was, uh, he's a professor of linguistics, I think. Uh, car- uh, professor Neonart. Neonart. What university? Uh, uh, Frederick William. Oh, that's where you went to school. Yes, yes. All that's right. why I was introduced. Well, what, yeah. Well, why can, what, uh, how can we find him? Um, I'm sure I can find him in the phone directory. Yeah, let's 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 call him. Okay, what? Why? What do you think? He was talking to Tanaka. So You're right. He okay. might know where he's staying. Okay, sure, sure. Um, all right. Yeah. So by this point, this has been like on the elevator ride down. So, bing. You know the. I think it's actually. I don't think that conversation is happening there. I think once oh, yeah. we hit the ground floor is okay. when it's like it dawns on me because we're just we're That's, just well, shocked. There's an elevator operator anyway. You wouldn't want to no, be no. having this conversation. I think we're just trembling and like yeah terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as we leave the hotel... Well, I was going to say, as you're in the lobby, yeah. there's phones. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. we're just kind of stuck there, like... Yeah, yeah. What do we do? Like, right. I don't want to call the police. Right, right. Like, that not, that's not the good. police are just going to kick our ass. Pretty much. So it's just like... Mm. All right. So, uh, yeah, so there's a little bank of phones. Yeah. You know, uh, with directories. Okay, so, so we start looking. Find it easily okay, enough. Call. All right, so Lucas calls. And, you know, come on, come on. 
you know, it's a Saturday, so, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so no, no answer at his office. So he's right. like, there's another number here, though. This is probably his home number. Okay. Let me try this. Try that. Oh, yes, hello. Um, sorry, is this Professor Neonart? Yes, hi. Uh, we met last night at the party. Um, I have a very strange request, you know, so he kind of gets mm-hmm. into this whole mm-hmm. thing, and he you know, basically just says, uh, could you meet us, you know, at the lobby of the Hotel Avalon? And uh, gets off the phone. He says, okay. He says he'll be here. Okay. So we're just sitting in the lobby. Right? <laughs> yeah, so you, you, you proceed over to, well, do you want to stay in the box or do you want to take a seat in the... Oh, no, no. I mean, I'm holding the stupid Oh, the box. box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, you proceed over to the sort of, like, general mm-hmm. lobby area where there's these big leather mm-hmm. uh, armchairs, you know, and leather upholstered armchairs. Have a seat and just sort of nervously start to wait. Mm-hmm. So about a half hour passes, mm-hmm. and finally this guy comes walking in. And, uh, you know, he looks we much the same. Up. Yeah, he looks the same as, as last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wearing a, a scarlet uh, mm-hmm. bow tie now, mm-hmm. you know. Otherwise, looking like Bill Nye. And uh, <laughs> the science guy. No, and, I mean, uh, like he actually literally looks like Bill Nye. Or it's literally like, Bill Nye. Wow, that's weird. No, it's just... <laughs> it's, I mean, it could be, It's kind of how I'm picturing him. Okay, you know? that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. So, uh, so he comes over and... and, and um, you know, so he's uh, he's a Ukrainian-born, okay. you know, guy. So uh, he says, uh, yes, hello. Um, uh, to what do I owe this unexpected pleasure? You were talking to Mr. Tanaka last night. Yes, yes. We had quite an um, animated discussion. What were you talking about? Uh, just the Mukden inst- incident and Manchuria and that sort of thing, you know. I don't, but... Do you, do you, <laughs> I don't follow politics. <laughs> do you know, no, I do, but I don't know about that. Uh-huh. So, where, do you know where he's staying? We, it's urgent that we contact him today. Oh, goodness. Well, I believe he gave me his card. Let me see here. You know, so he, he uh, reaches in his suit jacket and he mm-hmm. pulls out a little leather wallet and he opens it up and there's a few different cards in there. And he, yes, here we go. Um, uh, well, he wrote, he wrote the name of the... Uh, of the hotel that he's staying at, what so yeah, okay. so he hands it to you. Oh, you know. thank you so much. Yes, of course. Uh, so he's kind of like eyeballing the box. Yeah, you know, and he says, "Is that a um, is that a Chinese theatrical mask box?" Maybe. <laughs> do you have a mask in there? Possibly. Oh, do you mind if I see it? No, we no this. No, this should not be seen by anyone. We need to get this back to Mr. Tanaka. You have a mask for Mr. Tanaka? Yes. Oh, thank God. What? Please. See to it that he gets that mask. I mean, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. So I'm going to give the card to... <laughs> he, like, him. actually puts his hand on your shoulder. He's, like, deadly earnest. I know. Yeah. No, I know. And so I'm going to turn to Lucas and I'll be like, call, like, we got to go to this hotel. Like, where is this? Okay. So it's the Hotel Excelsior, which is actually, ironically, the hotel that the audition is going to be held at. Oh, isn't that convenient? Mm, well, convenient. Well, it's, it's the largest hotel in Europe, so. Oh. And it's, uh, cool. oh, yeah. there it is. Mm-hmm. Five. Okay. So we're not that far. Well, no, we actually are far. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like you're, you know, it's... Uh, right down the street. More or less, yeah. Couple blocks, yeah. So you can walk if you wanted to. Okay, so we're, like, running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, in in due course, you uh, you end up at Potsdamer Platz, which is the yeah. uh, busiest mm-hmm. uh, traffic intersection yeah. in in Europe, mm-hmm. and um, and and there's the Excelsior, taking up hundreds of thousands of square meters, mm-hmm. and so you go through the uh, the uh, spinning entrance door. What are those called? The the a revolving door. A revolving door. Thank you. Yes. Go through the revolving door. <laughs> All right. Into the lobby. Go right to the lobby. Okay. Uh, like, where's Mr. Tanaka staying? Okay, so you go up to the front desk. All right. And ask for Mr. Tanaka. And uh, they, they inquire as to whom is calling. Tell them it's Claudia. Okay. So they kind of... All right. So they get on the little, little you know, um, hotel phone and... Mm-hmm call up and and then uh, get off the phone and come back over and they say he says he'll be right down I'm just looking at Lucas like shaking my head like oh my god he he shakes his head back at you and he's just like I'm so sorry it's not your fault it's not your fault so I think we're just silent like we don't know what to say to each other yeah it's like it isn't his fault though so, um... Unless Lucas is telling... Like, Lucas knows something I don't know. About five minutes later... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tanaka comes walking into the lobby with his two guys... Lucas. And Anna. Oh, thank God she's alive. So they walk over, and he says, uh... So, have you decided to make the reasonable choice? Excuse me. I told you I was going to get it for you. You were impatient. So he looks a little bit chagrined, you know, like, I did not trust you. Obviously. But now we can make a simple exchange. Something of great value to me. Yes. Something of great value to you. Of course. Here. Okay. So you hand over the mask. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Anna steps forward, <laughs> rejoins your ranks. Yeah. Mr. Tanaka opens the uh, box and sees the mask inside and smiles, puts the lid back on. Thank you. And with that, he turns around. His two men follow him. They go back to the elevator. We rush out of there. Okay. Running out of there. Yep. Freaked. Totally freaked out. All right. So, the mask has been handed over. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was the wrong decision. So, all that remains then is to see our little epilogue of how Anna does at her audition. Oh, no. So, um... I... Yes? Okay, never mind. We're not done yet, so... What would you like to do to help her get through her audition? It's today. It is today. It's in a, a couple hours, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do mm-hmm. is... Yes. I am going to give her my necklace, the amulet. Ooh. I'm going to say, this is what helps me mm-hmm. not have stage fright. Okay. This pulls it all out of you like you're a little superstitious yeah, yeah, yeah. this will pull all of that out of you yeah. and then you'll be able to perform 
and it'll give you more courage. I like so it. I want you to wear this, and you'll be able to. You'll be amazing on stage because it will. That's what always helps me. I don't. I never wear it on stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I say this. This has powers. Okay, I like it. Uh, give me a charm roll, please. Oh, no. Yay! Nice. Wait. Succeeded when it mattered? Yeah, extreme success. Wow. Oh, no, no, hard, hard. Oh, so, so pretty good. Yeah. All right. So, um, so she takes the necklace and she smiles and she says, I'm so glad you have faith in me. And Absolutely. I know that this necklace is just a sign of that. No, it has powers, Anna. <laughs> so she, uh, she grins at you and then gives you a little kiss on the cheek, uh-huh. you know. And uh, and she says, um, she says, what was going on with all of that? Oh, then I have flashbacks of all the shit that we saw. Yeah. And I think my eyes fill with tears because I haven't even begun to process right, it. Right, right. Totally traumatized. Yeah. And so I say, that'll be for another day. But you have to focus on what you need to do right now. And what you need to do is share your gift with the world. Mm-hmm. Because we need more beauty in this world. Mm. It's like this montage of all the shit. Right, right. We need beauty in this world. Yeah. And you have it. Okay. So, um, at that point, your little moment Wait, is... where's Lucas? He's, he's been watching this whole thing, and, and his, his eyes are brimming with tears as well. Uh-huh. And so, your little moment is interrupted suddenly by Amelia... Who is like, you know, who who was expecting to meet you here, you know? And she's she's brought uh, Anna's dress and a dry cleaner bag, you know. And she's like, "Oh, good, you're here. Uh, well, come on, Anna, let's go get you changed." All right. So I I give her a hug. Yeah. And like send her on her way. All right. And I turn to Lucas. I'm like just looking at him. And he's just shaking his head. He says, uh, "I was a fool." I was an absolute fool. So I go up to him. Why? Why are you? Why do you keep blaming yourself? I didn't believe in her. I thought something else was needed to help her succeed. But I saw the way you talked to her, and it was so right. I just shrug. Well, let's go cheer her on. So, a couple hours later, <laughs> in the ballroom of the Excelsior Hotel. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a, you know, there's a little uh, jazz quintet set up mm-hmm. on the stage with um, Efim Schachmeister there, mm-hmm. uh, sitting yeah. sitting uh, front and center in the, mm-hmm. um, you know, some chairs have been set up near the stage, and so... Uh, and there, there's a bunch of hopefuls who have turned out because basically he's going to do this European tour. Right. And so um, it's not just singers, but other musicians as well. So, you know, it's just various tryouts going on, basically. Mm-hmm. So eventually it comes around to Anna's turn. So to give you a little bit of agency in this, rather oh. than just watching me roll the dice, <laughs> why don't you roll to see how well she does? And you did no. so well... Here's the thing. You did so well convincing her and bolstering her spirits. Uh, you can roll with the bonus die. Okay. 
another tens. Uh-huh. Uh, for, for which uh, psychology? Well, you're not going to roll yours. You're going to just roll and tell me what you got. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, 40, well, the highest, or the lowest? The best. The best? The lowest. 44. 44. Okay, her singing skill is 75. <gasps> so I believe that's exactly a and hard I success. And I also 70. Oh, 74. Geez. Oh, wow. There's 74 and 44. Okay, well, the 44 is better, because I believe yeah. that's actually a hard success. Right, yeah, on yeah. A, uh, um, Or no, wait, no, 75? No, it's not. Uh, oh, out of 75? I think it might be 40. 75 would be 38-ish. 38, 39. Okay, close. Oh. Close. Close enough. <laughs> anyway, she succeeded. Yay! She succeeded, so she gets up there and she, you know, wow. sings a couple, you know, uh, standards and, and is suitably impressive because, yeah, she's she is very naturally talented. So um, I just need one more roll from you. No. A luck roll, please. Oh, no. I like it. Okay. <laughs> oh, this isn't good. Nah, fail. You failed the luck roll. I sure did, dude. Okay. <laughs> I sure did, Mr. Larkins. Okay, let's see here. If the roll is successful. Oh, actually, I don't think you can see here. Okay, there's all these, like, if-thens, you know. Oh, okay. Because there's so many different nice. variables. Yeah, we'll yeah, do a little yeah. debrief, but... Okay, um, yeah, we need to talk about this. Let's see about, here. Especially my complaining. Okay, actually, you didn't... <laughs> You didn't need a luck roll. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I can feel slightly better about myself. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so let's see here. Um, uh, let's see, so you don't you don't have that. Um, okay, great. So, so yeah, so basically uh, she does really well in the audition, and so afterwards, you know, sort of like the, the, the final shot, the little epilogue shot, is all of you, um, you know, having a celebratory dinner with Amelia, you know, <laughs> and... Um, you know, just basically toasting her success, you know, and uh, and and Anna, you know, is basking in all of it. And she says, she says, I am going to miss you too so much while I'm gone on my tour. I hope that you won't be too bored without me around, and you'll find something to do. It'll be just the two of you in the apartment after all, <laughs> and uh, a little heart-shaped iris out on that. So. <laughs> Like we have like spirals in our eyes. Yeah, <laughs> we're completely like just uh, ha, 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 ha. Uh, oh, six ad world. The <laughs> <laughs> irony. All right, so that was the mask of desire. Fun. So you actually won the scenario. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I think I was playing my character honestly. You played your character honestly. It, it's funny because. I love that the scenario is basically like, you know, make make a character, you know, to fit with these characters. And that's what you came up with because you actually came up with this character who was very resistant to the temptations of the mask. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's kind of the central tension of the scenario is like, who's going to put on the mask, if anyone? What are you going to do with it? You know? And that's why I feel like maybe I was like, I feel like I played it honestly because like, yeah, I yeah think, you did. I think because you put on a mask every night. Yeah, so it's like I know the power of a mask. Yeah, but I also know that you don't have to rely on mm. something artificial. Well, did I play it honestly? You no? did play it honestly because you're comfortable. Uh, you 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 got it with the whole Gemini thing where you're like I'm I'm sort of like this twin spirit thing, uh-huh, right? So I'm right. this and I'm that. Uh-huh. You weren't saying like. If you had, if you had made this character who's like I am a drag artist but I'm also like 
um, you know, I feel like I might be transgender and I really want to push, you know, my gender expression in that direction, Mm -hmm. then that would be a a case where it's like, oh, this mask is the way for me to be the person I want to be. But you didn't set it up like that. No. So I think it's fine. Because I think it's just like, it's something you can take on and off. Yeah, yeah. Which, as you saw, this mask very much cannot be taken on and off. And so, because I was seeing a lot of weird shit. <laughs> yeah. And, yes. And no, so, I think you read the clues really well. Yeah. But was it me or was it the character? Well, it's where does that line begin and end, really? I just want to make sure it was honest. I feel like all. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, there were things that, that my character was noticing. Yeah. Like, the weird line around that guy's face. Yeah, that's a major clue. And then the, like, that was weird. And then, she like, Madame was being really weird about the masks. Yeah. And she was just acting odd. Yeah. And She's a horrible person, by the way, so don't feel too bad about no, her. No, I don't feel bad at all. No, yeah. that's why I was like, I don't care about her. Yeah. Like, that was, like... Because basically what happened is the guy... That was the last guy she'd given the mask to. Right. No, that's what I deduced. As you yeah. probably deduced. Mm-hmm. And so then she killed him. Right. To and, get to and got it. the mask off right. so that she could give it, it to Lucas. Because <laughs> Lucas basically went up to her and said, do you have any, like, charms or anything that I could use to help? And she's like, actually, you know, <laughs> I got this guy in the back. I'll just, you know, just I'll just it for you. You know. Oh, gross. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like my character was very, like... Like, look, I complain about the failures because I, I guess, like, with the, I want more information, so of that's course. where I get frustrated because yeah. I'm just like, I want more information so I can make the best decision. But that's not life, right? right. I mean, exactly. And, and these games don't give you necessarily everything you need to make the best decision, and you have to do your best with the information that you have at the time. Yeah. And so that's what I was doing it off of. Also, caring about Lucas. Yeah. Wondering why is he talking to Madame? That's weird. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Probably. And feeling a bit of you know competition. It's also that, that was another variable that that pushed the scenario in an interesting direction where you were like, I'm in love with Lucas because it keeps it open. You yeah. know, it's like you can be in love with one, two, neither, yeah. both, right. whatever. Yeah. And that's going to affect how you play the scenario because if you're in love with Anna, you might find yourself in Lucas's position where you're right. like, I want her to do well too, or you might be like a rival. You know, like your rivals, and so you're trying to outdo each other. So you I'm going to take it on. Like, yeah, ex- I'm going to wear it. There's right. so many variables exactly. with this adventure, yeah. which is really cool. It is, yeah. But, like, I was, I guess I just try to, I want to play it honestly. I think and, you of did. course, with my little fighter tendencies. Well, um, that was that was interesting how you had to be like, because that's why I was like, you sure you don't want a pistol? Because I could see you, like, having a hidden little derringer in your girder belt or something, you know. I think but, there's a lack of wanting to be violent, like that violent. Absolutely. Because, like, seeing the. Well, and it would have been yeah. not good. So. No. No, 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 no. So, so I think like for trying to protect Lucas, yeah, who's he's trying to protect Anna, yeah, and then knowing that like these guys are dangerous, mm. but then knowing that there's something weird, something else going on. Yeah, where I just feel like in terms of like with Lucas's superstitious side, yeah, obviously that's why he's like, oh, do you have like a talisman or some, you know something? But then like I think with with Klaus Claudia like to be like well. There's something weird. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't what it's cracked up to be. Because mm-hmm. I think she's fairly cagey. Mm-hmm. He, she, you know, like yeah, they, they, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're super, they're fairly cagey. They are, they are super cagey. I think they're pretty cagey and like kind of like, well, yeah, 
this is weird. Like, there's something off. Yeah. Yeah, hold on to this character. We'll, we'll, we can do more one-on-one... Yay, Klaus and Lucas! ...Berlin games in the future. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was good. Uh, I just, I guess, oh, like, again, I yeah. just go back. To, I'm repeating myself a little bit, but I just want to make sure that I'm being honest with this character. Right, right. And I'm not metagaming. Right, right, right. You know? I don't think you were. Okay. Yeah. That's my biggest concern. The, the I think the the biggest turn the biggest um, sort of monkey wrench you threw in my direction was um, not opening the box, not opening the parcel when it arrived. Yeah, no, but I could see like whatever. Yeah, like, not like. And that was being honest. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. metagaming would have been like, oh well, this is clearly not intended for me, but I'm going to open it in order to you Push know the story along. or 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 just find out what's inside or find of out it. What's going on? Yeah. You know. But you're like, my character wouldn't do that in that moment because it's like I'm hungover and, yeah, I'm you know, I'll just ask about it. Here. I'll ask about it later. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But then, like, going down and then, like, there are those guys and they walk up and they're like, hey. Mm-hmm. Hi. You live in that building. It's like, but that's the, thing, the that's the trigger that's in the scenario. It's like if the investigator isn't getting the information they need in terms of, like, if they didn't open the box <laughs> or they didn't open, like, because that was the other thing, is you're like, I've eavesdropped enough at this party. I'm like, damn it. Because, like, there was... You know, if you go over and eavesdrop, you can hear Lucas saying, like, do you have anything magical I can use? Or, you know, so it's like the two moments to get some information about what the fuck is going on, uh-huh. you, you know, didn't do. Uh-huh. And so it's like, okay, if that's going on, then you have Tanaka show up and start threatening <laughs> them, basically. And you can even, you know, escalate it to Anna getting kidnapped if you want to go with that kind of classic, yeah. you know, trope. Yeah. Um, but it, it is kind of like a last resort kind of thing because it's like, you know, if nothing else is working, because I think the intended sequence is that you overhear Lucas right. and you hear that he's plotting something weird with like a magic talisman right. or whatever. Right. And then the next day this package arrives, you go, oh, this must be the this fucking talisman. Thing, yeah. Oh, let me see what's inside, you know. But I kind of like the, see, okay, so now I'm so, feeling a little bit better about yeah, it. Yeah, because it like, pushed it in, a, in an interesting direction. I don't care what this is. Absolutely. It was completely authentic to your experience. Yeah. The, the other thing is that we made that joke about returning the mask to their rightful owners. That's actually the thing, is that Tanaka... Yeah, so, no. so Tanaka yeah. works for the Japanese, like, civilian secret police. Oh. And he's on the trail of this mask because it's been getting passed around through, like, black market dealer circles for the last few years. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, or last year, I think. Basically. So it's not sinister evil. He's not, like, a sorcerer, <laughs> like, an evil cultist or anything. So the professor's like, yeah, he well, needs this mask. But that was the thing is that the the professor had uh, been, an, I think it was like, I might be wrong on this, but I think the professor had been like the middleman who got Madame de Tussaud the mask in the first oh. place, and so Tanaka was putting pressure on him right. and was basically threatening his family and said like, <laughs> you know, like, you need to get he's like, mask. no, seriously, you need to give him this mask because it was going to be this because that was the whole thing is like if you had gone oh. to the professor for some information because yeah. there, there were like, you know, labels inside the uh, the oh, box, really right? Really so if you go to the professor to get them, oh, get them cool. uh, translated, he then, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I'm happy to help. But then as soon as you leave, he gets on the phone, he's like, Tanaka, I know where the mask is, you know? Like, and then they'd be coming after us. Yeah, so that was, oh, that's what would trigger it. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, the va- like you know, the vagrant was a guy that Tanaka hired to, you know, follow the delivery boy and then call him once it was delivered, you know, because they were... <laughs> it's like, close the door of the delivery boy. 
yeah. Oh, that was another one is that he had some information. <laughs> like if you had if you had just made a charm roll or given him an extra big tip, he would be like, oh yeah, Madame de Tussaud gave me this. It's a mask, you know, like. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. So it's like, so actually it was a good test of the scenario because you were basically closing off things at every turn, but we still got there in the end. So we it was did. good. We did. I mean, in our own way. But I had to stop you when you were about to throw it against the wall because I'm like, okay, that would just be. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the end of the scenario. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you destroyed the mask, so Anna gets killed. And oh, I'm glad uh, you didn't tell. Did you tell me the title at the beginning? I don't think you did. Oh, I might have mentioned it, but it didn't I stick. I guess no, it didn't at all. Okay. So I'm just like, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, let's see what happens. Right. I'm gonna throw it. Like, right. Right. And I mean, I'm not doing it to break things. I'm just no, like, no, what no. would have what, exactly what Klaus, what Klaus would have done? Exactly. Like, I'm gonna destroy it. Exactly. This is causing strife, strain. Uh, it's yeah. making Lucas weird. I don't like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you went and made it weird. <laughs> exactly. So that's why it's just kind of like, um, I'm going to just destroy it. I was like, no, Anna, no. Yeah. I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> I do care about Anna enough to, to right. not break it. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, that was fun. Yeah. You know, I liked how you said it in Berlin. Oh, um, I'm biased, of course. Well. But <laughs> but um, I, I really enjoyed that element, too, because... You know, in doing the play tests with Berlin, I haven't, mm-hmm. I didn't really get to explore as much. I think. True. We did two adventures, I think. Yeah, yeah you, you yeah, you were in the group that did two. And those two were epic, yeah. um, and those were pretty, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So I think it was nice to have to use the setting. Mm-hmm. That setting. Um, it was good to use that setting for this adventure. <laughs> that, that any award winning. The setting. any award winning <laughs> best setting. But I think it's it's like it's cool because it shows that you can use that and it brings a different flavor to it. Yeah, it does actually. A whole set of. But it also fits really well. It's normally set in New York City, and oh yeah, I can see that I, too. Like I said, I only just changed the names of hotels yeah. and the names of a couple NPCs. Absolutely. Um, Not it wasn't a huge change, yeah, and it just no. gave it a different flavor. But which it did, was nice. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was fun. Yay! Coolio. Good job. Thank you. Same to you. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Und wenn sie verbrennen, ja, da 
do.